Hello, and welcome to episode 69 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is my podcast where I chat with some of the funniest people from the world. This week's friend needs no introduction, but here it is. She was the very first friend of the show, and now she's back. One of the nicest online, and so very funny and smart, it's the return of at Jess OK Fine. In this supersized episode, we get into it about the many current affairs dominating the news, elections and pandemic and whatnot, as well as answering so many very great questions from some of our favorite listeners, like you. And please stay tuned to the very end for a bonus special announcement from me. And now, listen up to episode, and please enjoy Friends of the Show episode 69 with at Jess OK Fine. Ugh. I mean, it's, it's fine once you accept it. It, it doesn't... There isn't any winning. Nobody wins. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's no way to get it right. So you just you just get through it. Once you accept that, it's fine. Well, I'm definitely down with the roll with the punches kind of yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, that's all you can do. And I mean, it's, it gets easier as time goes on because you just realize like, oh, well, I mean, if, if none of the things I've done yet have messed everybody up too bad, then... I must be okay. Right. It must not be that. My judgment must not be that bad. Yeah, just like a podcast. Exactly. You just keep going, and eventually, you know, it's fine. And then eventually you get to episode 69. I can't believe it. <laughs> 69. Nice. Nice. Uh, nice. nice. And what can I say about this week's friend other than she's the best. She's the very first friend of the show before I even knew what the show was and helped co-hosting with the uh, super friends of the show Christmas Spectacular Best of Episodes and has been a great friend to myself and so many of us in the Twitter fun, having fun Joe community. It's at Jess OK Fine. Welcome, Jess. Hi, Steven. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited. I can't believe that we have gotten to do this now three times. That is, I'm I'm very honored. This is and the charm time. Here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, you're in an exclusive club of return three-peat guests. Um, f- exclusive, great, great company, uh, I believe, with Maze. Is made, is it their three time for her as well? Yeah, she's I mean, in that the makes three sense. timer club. Yep, she was a part of the season one, and then the special episodes, mm-hmm. and then season two. Here we go. Nice. I, I love a good return guest. Really, you get to know the people. I mean, I already know Mace, anyways, but it's still nice to get to hear from people later on and catch up. And it's great when everyone else, those listeners out there, get to meet Maze and all the other cool people who've been on the show. Yeah, you've had some pretty killer guests. Uh, present company included. So let's catch up. What have you been up to since that last appear? The world continues to be a fire garbage ball, but, mm-hmm. and like even more so now, we're in like a serious crisis right now, Jess. The markets have tanked and we're in a global <laughs> pandemic crisis. Yes. You know what's bad is you said we're in a bad 
bad spot and I was trying to catch, I was trying to think of what you could mean and there were too many choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what you were referring to. Yeah. yeah. No, we're not doing great. Not doing great. Uh, globally. Yeah. At the um, moment we're having a bit of a, we're having a bit of a, a yeah, I guess it's a crisis, right? Because there's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a pandemic. I think that's, uh, that's yeah. the technical word for it. Global pandemic. Yeah, we got the corona. We got the COVID. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, it's, it's not. It's here, but it's not. How How is it doing in Canada? We have some cases, not too many deaths, but uh, definitely. I think we were we were just in double digit cases. I haven't really been keeping up on it. The exact I mean, numbers too much. To, but, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not. It, it, we have it here. We're uh, down down in the U.S. of A. We've got the we've got it going on, and I think the bigger problem right now that is stressing people out more is that nobody's sure that we know what anybody knows what's going on like no one knows what's going right. on and that makes people stressed because it's if you can just say well like somebody's in charge they're going to deal with it then it helps you feel better but if you do not believe that to be true <laughs> that makes it a little stressful <laughs> so i don't think anybody has a handle on it yeah and that's a little bad it's a little scary it's bad when it started off as like you know, in those movies where it's like a guy got bit by a zombie, mm-hmm. but he doesn't tell mm-hmm. the group or whatever, right? That kind of happened at the beginning where China's like, we can handle this. It's fine. <laughs> this is an internal China thing. Nobody needs to know. But then that doctor spoke out and luckily we got a bit of a heads up, though. Like the health yeah. people could be like, OK, maybe we should you know, restrict travel and all that stuff. But it got out. It's just like in the movie, <laughs> in those outbreak yeah. movies. And it's like looking at the big map where it's showing the projections mm-hmm. and all the As things a, are going I red. I just tried to watch Outbreak 1995 last night. I did not get Oof. past the uh, trailer. <laughs> the trailer? <laughs> or like I, I the, the prologue or whatever. Like, oh, no, the no, straight up the trailer. I put it on, watched the trailer, and I was like, no, this actually doesn't look good. It seemed like it might be, but it, it, it's not. I mean, you all can judge for yourselves, but I don't, I didn't. I don't think I've ever seen it because 95, I would have been a little young for a movie about a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it, the premise of it is that somebody gets bitten or scratched by a monkey. The monkey gets out. So, everybody gets okay. Sick. So the, 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 it was a very like uh, informative movie for me. I think I read the book too, or like the adaptation of the movie, whatever came first. Uh, and it was like this, the opening scene is like in Africa where the, yeah. the ground zero began. And then they, it's like the U S government decides to bomb this village and kill all these people just to contain the outbreak but then so they do that they kill all these people and then it's like this monkey gets out and the monkey had it oh yeah and then the monkey the infects monkey everybody it. and uh, this is not the biggest point of the movie but that monkey is a capuchin monkey and they're not from africa so right already away, they already it screwed it up like right out of the gate yeah they couldn't even get that right. And that's the like the main right. character. And that's a pretty important thing. Oh, yeah. There's a pretty crazy scene where it's like the monkey or whatever is like uh, in a kid's backyard and <laughs> the kid's <laughs> yes, like feeding yes, him or whatever. It's in, the trailer. it's in the trailer and the kid's like, there you are. And the monkey just in the backyard. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's classic. a real. Like, that's a classic film. It's a classic film. Cuba Gooding Jr. Star turn. Mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman. And probably not does not hold up now but i mean the same basic premise it spreads exponentially right so yeah so i well i think that was like an early sort of version of that i think the what's the later one with like gwyneth paltrow where everyone dies uh and that was that the one where they are like like zombies 
No, I think it's no, just like a... No, that's, 20, that's 28 days later that I was thinking of. Yeah. They're zombies. <laughs> They're definitely zombies, and those ones can run. That's what that one yeah, was. Yeah, that's different. Fast zombies. <laughs> that's a different thing. That was a game changer, fast zombies. Fast zombies, yeah. Uh, who? That's scary. I'm glad I'm that we're not reason. dealing with that. Like, coronavirus yeah. is just like a very bad flu, and yeah, like whatever. Uh, what are we looking at for the mortality rate? Like two or three and a half percent, and like yeah. that's pretty bad. <laughs> so that's like bad. I mean, that's when like, you well, when you project how it's much it's spreading and how many people are going to get it, it's like in the U.S. it's millions of people, so it's not nothing here that we're looking at. It's right. pretty we're devastating. Not trying to downplay. Not it trying is to downplay. bad, and everybody should wash their hands. But yeah, running zombies. Oof. That's worse. So we got to get some perspective. Yeah, some perspective. Like, yeah, coronavirus people probably aren't. Although it seems like infected coronavirus people are getting out there. <laughs> They're taking <laughs> transit. The They're uh, seeing the sights, visiting very popular <laughs> touristy locations. Yeah, yeah uh, I made a joke uh, yesterday on the timeline about it. Oh, did I make that yesterday? It must have been last night. Um, about how the problem is that they all the flights are so cheap. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. people are like, hey, a $200 international flight, yeah, and I might die. Like, that's just a bonus. So <laughs> I, I think – and it was a joke, obviously. I don't want to yeah. die, and I definitely don't want coronavirus. But no. I made the joke, and it has resonated because it's the first week I've had to do particularly well in a while. So everybody's like, yeah, I would sign up for a $200 flight even if I might – get quarantined on the other end but that's the problem because we haven't really shut everything down that yeah so that's the part of the problem so people are like oh i can still travel or whatever but yeah may, and i can you? do it for cheap with less and crowds cheap oh yeah oh man yeah what so no do? don't so, do that i don't recommend it uh, it was a joke yeah i don't want i don't encourage people to go around infecting everybody like you should stay home if you can please self-quarantine for 14 days Show no symptoms for 14 days before going back out, right? I don't understand that, though. That's what yes. we're going to do. Yes, that's That's what we're all going to do. If you get it, it's like if you get bit by a zombie, but like tell people and they'll cut your arm off right there and it's fine. Like they can cut your arm off and you'll probably be fine. You just have to self-quarantine for 14 days, like get, well, get past it first, I guess, and then self-quarantine for 14 days. Once you're no symptoms for 14 days, go, for sure, go to Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> go to Disneyland. That's my sister. First, she like first she likes Disney. Spot. She's an adult Disney fan, and she um, texted asking if anybody wanted to go to Disney uh, this month. <laughs> and the the whole family, everybody was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> but she's gonna be going probably, um, assuming that the virus doesn't strike too close to home before then. Uh, I mean, heck yeah! So, yeah she I gets those cheap tickets, right? Yeah. Yeah, she well, she's a pass holder. She's the one. I mean, of the, the airline if she's got to fly in, right? getting that cheap travel yeah it's the right time i guess it'll be probably no lines although you know maybe there will be i don't know how crazy i don't i feel like disney people if they already had a disney vacation booked are still coming oh yeah (laughs) virus or not i think so that's something that yeah you must go to you just gotta go yeah i mean you roll the roll the dice i would love to go i haven't been since they've got all the uh, new harry potter and star wars stuff yeah the I haven't been since Star Wars opened. Uh, I hear that it's very very cool, um, but it it is. They keep doing. I did. I've been since they did the Avatar stuff at Animal Kingdom, and that is really neat. I mean, that whole area is really uh, breathtaking. I mean, that's obviously you know Disney should with the money that they've got, but they 
really went above and beyond in that whole mm, area. I haven't heard much about that, but perfect time for the next Avatar movies coming out soon. And the movie's not good. The whatever. movie's terrible. But oh. it's like the movie was made specifically to be adapted into like a theme park attraction. Yeah. And that might have been. I think might, so. That might be Some sort of weird for. reverse engineering. But it's just weird that it took so long between the movies mm-hmm. or however he figured it out it was like yeah this is going to be like a multiple movie series becomes like the biggest grossing movie of all time and then nothing and yeah, <laughs> like nothing. it's so off it's the like cultural radar yeah like completely gone we're in a new new world now where no one cares about avatar and then we're making more avatars it, I, you know, it'll it'll make a million dollars. It'll make a billion dollars. It'll be fine. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Who cares? But yeah. you just keep making movies, and we watch them. Yeah, we do watch them, but we're watching them in different ways. Right? Yeah, that's true. Not going to go out in pandemic world to see a movie. I'm just going to no. stream it. Yeah, going to stream it. Going to wait. Going to stream it. Mm-hmm. I'll pay. I'll pay the six ninety nine or whatever it is. Six ninety nine, or if it's the ninety nine cent movie of the week. That's do, right. You ever do that? <laughs> yeah. Ever? Yeah. I've watched some bad movies. Ah, uh, that's the <laughs> trick. It it does tilt your judgment of what movie to watch. A like bit. what movie is the 99 cent movie of the week? Well, it's not the it's not our top pick. <laughs> right. That's for sure. But was it on the list somewhere? Maybe maybe. I mean, it's it'll it will be fine. It'll it's something we can watch for a couple of hours. Yeah, that is what movies are, hopefully, right, mm-hmm. for everyone. Except for its Avatar, it's like three hours. <laughs> God, some of them are so long. I won't even get involved if it's like a, a three-hour-ish movie. You check in the runtime? I time? just right away, I right away go, no, this is not for me. I don't have it in me. I you, can't sit for three hours with so this. So you'll check the runtime before I do, going in? I do. And honestly, like, I, I think part of me never got past mentally believing that movies are like an hour and 45 minutes right which i realize is just for kids like only children's movies are like an hour 45 yeah 90 minutes boom in and out yeah that's all you need that's all i need like i don't need a three hour i don't want a three hour movie i don't want to do that like i'm usually not starting them until you know later at night the kids are in bed i put it on i don't want to be up watching this for three hours so if i can get it done in under two i'm happy but i'm not trying to invest that much time especially when i'm like i don't even know what this is like i was just putting something on to watch it because i have nothing to do but that's yeah i don't i don't mess around with them and movies i feel like just keep getting longer and longer and it's it's happening a lot with things like the serious films the dramatic films they're getting into like the three plus hours and i'm like i just get a better editor it's you don't need it you don't need if you couldn't have done it in two hours you don't really need three yeah that's what that's my mark so it's like uh, two hours is fine you get two hours to tell your story but any part over the two hours you really have to (laughs) earn it like it really has to be very good to be over two hours so like the any time you're like oh that was like two and a half hours yeah they could have cut out <laughs> 25 they could have cut out half an hour easy yeah. like but there, there are some there are rare nice exceptions where you're like no that was worth the runtime like every they did really need all the minutes there especially for like drama or thriller kind of movies you want to have that suspense i get it but like i don't know some of them i'm just like this was the, you needed to edit some of this out Yep, it's it didn't true. need to be this long. Well, otherwise, if it's that good, make it into a series. Prestige TV now, right? Go to yeah. HBO and just friggin' make a cool series. 
Yeah, watch it in pieces. I can definitely do that. I yeah, can definitely 10 episodes. Do split it into episodes. Great. I'll sit and watch that. That's fine. Anthological. But committing to sit it and watch it in one bulk three hours, no thank you. No. I uh, have you, I guess you haven't seen The Irishman. No, and I specifically <laughs> didn't see The Irishman because it was too long. I can't if you think it. of it as three one-hour episodes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if I watched one hour of it, every day for a few days it would be fine that's how i recommend doing it or at least in two installments that's how we did it uh we should have an intermission like we used to do in the old days there should be like a black screen that comes up in the middle or they're like this is where you should pause it and save the rest for tomorrow it is true there should be some sort of like uh blackout thing that you can impose on yourself you're like once i hit this many minutes you're like just Throw the curtain down. <laughs> Tell me that. Yeah, because well, then, they, then they can pick. Because, like, you don't want me to just pause. I don't know when, like, the right time is to break this up. I'm not just going to yeah. stop in the middle of an important scene and be like, whoops, it's been an hour. Time to turn it off. Yeah, like, they could put the, the markers line. where, like, this – it would be fine if you stopped here. It's like this mm-hmm. is an, an act break. <laughs> We're thinking up some good ideas here. We should probably get in touch with Hollywood. Somebody get them on the phone. Start our own streaming all service. <laughs> is a little, like, a little – flag on the thing or if you maybe when you start the thing it could say how would you like to enjoy yeah, how tired are you? all at once <laughs> or in pieces and you can pick and you can watch it in pieces and then you don't have to do that because i w- i just can't i just can't i won't even start them i did not watch the irishman i heard it was very good i won't do it because it's too long and i get tired i can't make it through i fall as- i will fall yeah. asleep oh yeah that's tough when you um when you find yourself falling asleep uh, in a movie, like I don't, I think I've fallen asleep like in a in a physical movie theater, like you know a handful of times, maybe two or three times. But for if you're watching it in your own yeah, home, at that, home in bed, that rate yeah, skyrockets. I'm definitely gonna fall asleep, and I can't. I I definitely don't enjoy movies as much if I'm. Even if I'm not asleep, if I'm very tired, I just am much more critical and not enjoying it. And I'm much more like, this wasn't worth my time. Where it, probably if I had watched it when I wasn't falling asleep, I might have enjoyed it. Yeah. But I just can't. I, it makes me a lot harsher a judge. So yeah. try not to do it. Well, it definitely depends on uh, your state of mind when you're watching a movie as <laughs> to how much you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the last uh, movie that you liked that you could recommend to the folks out there? Um, let's see. I watched Knives Out mm. just, uh, yesterday or the day before and did enjoy it. Uh, I thought it was good. I didn't, those like mystery type mm-hmm. movie shows, I usually f- figure them out. Um, yeah. and that, that was not like a brag. I don't like it. It bothers me because like, if I think I know the ending and then it happens i get really frustrated <laughs> yeah i don't want to have gotten it right mm-hmm. so you're like do better writer yeah yeah i mean it just was too like you did too much you did too many clues i got it I right yes it. too many clues like too many winks to the audience like i guess like when they want you to get it it's one thing right so the, right. usually the author or the writer or whatever will have a, a point where he sort of wants the audience to get it but there's other like easter eggs where if you're really in on it you can pick it up sort of earlier on but there's mm-hmm. one spot usually where they're like haha the reveal but if you're way ahead of them <laughs> you get it on the first easter egg it's yeah. not it's not much of a reveal and if there's it's no not. other twist like you're just like ah indeed yeah, like, yeah i know I a know. normal tale told again but times that was not like that i thought it was i thought it did a, i'm not gonna say anything about it. i don't want to spoil it for anybody but i thought that it was good i i did not solve it 
Um, and it was a little, it was different than I expected. And I thought that it was, it was enjoyable. It was a, a good little, and I think that that kind of thing. So it's like a tree. I, I don't, have you seen it? Have you seen it? No, we were supposed to see it, uh, but we were too tired to do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> we were going to watch it yesterday, but no. Okay. Well, um, you know, the basic premise. So it's like, like a murder mystery. It's your classic, like who did it, who murdered the person. Bunch of, pe- bunch of people in a place. It has right. to be one of like these a people. Box, yeah. A closed box murder. So it's a pretty traditional setup. But I think we don't see it, it, it because even though that's like a classic thing, that's a classic format, a classic movie trope. It's not something we have seen very much of lately. So it's actually kind of refreshing to watch something like that. I mean, I feel like all we've gotten is like reboots and superhero movies for like ten years. It's yes. kind of nice. Well, to actually, they, the... there was like the reboot of this genre, right, with that Orient Express reboot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Which... like the original thing of this, and then they redid it to sort of pave the way for this, which is more an original st- uh, telling of this style. Right? Yeah, and I think it's really good. I mean, I think they did a good job. And I actually was also thinking as I was watching it, this movie is not going to age very well because they did a good job of bringing it to it does not look like it's set 100 years ago. I mean, it is set in present day. Right. So the there's a lot of stuff in it, references okay, and yeah. sort of premises that are based on like being it, it being right now. Yes. So probably watching that movie in maybe even five years. You're going to be like, what? Yeah, you're not going to get those references. <laughs> no. So I, I do think there was quite a lot of that, but it made it good for, for bringing, us, right. t- taking a classic track tact and putting it in present day was it, it did a good job of that. So, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit different. It was different than the the movies that have been coming out lately. Well, I will check it out. And I heard that the sweaters are cool. Yes. Sweater game yeah. is tight. Good sweater. Good sweaters. A lot of cable knit. Gotta love that. Yeah, the thick knit. That's what you want. Ooh. Yeah, you gotta have a, a cozy. So cozy. It's so cozy. It is. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. You know what else you can't beat? A hmm. divided Democratic Party heading into an important election in the United States of America. Ooh. Miss, yeah, who, I- Miss, who are you voting for? <laughs> miss, Miss, excuse yeah. me. Have you heard that there's an election coming up? That is, I see when you were referring to the difficult status of things uh-huh. in the world. That's I, I on my list. I was trying to shuffle through what you could have been work, were talking about. Um, one being, of course, the, the global pandemic of everybody having disease. And the other being the fact that it's an election year, which sucks. Which I mean, it's sucks? Good. Aren't you super excited for, um, let me check, the blue wave? Right? <sighs> yeah, I mean, Didn't blue wave 2.0, was, it was the, fine. I think we talked about this. We did. Or, on our we last, did. It was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, we had. Where that just had happened. Yes. And we did. Yeah. And it, it did okay. We did okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad, obviously, that it's an election year because I think that we need to have an election. <laughs> um, but the the whole process is not fun. I mean, it's not a good time for anybody. I don't think. Nobody's enjoying this. It's a mess. It's, it's, it's unnecessarily dramatic. It's theater. And that's a frustrating. That's a, the thing that frustrates me most about American politics is how much we have allowed them to become like an event, like a sporting event, like a match. And that's not that's not the best way to get to a government 
that works for people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just my opinion. I don't think that you know putting on our team shirts and there and should be a more there should be a more boring way. <laughs> there should be like and I and I get they're trying real... to get people engaged, and I do think that that's good to make get voter base engaged and and have people who care about what's going on, which I think we certainly see quite a bit more of now than we did you know eight or twelve years ago. Oh yeah, it's crazy. But it is also, you know, just we have any debate debates we have we had. I don't even know. It's like thirty. There's way too many of them, and we're not even close. Like, just we're not within even there the yet. Democratic Party to try and figure out who is going to be the guy or gal to yeah. go up against the incumbent president, your current mm-hmm. commander in chief. Guy who yeah. could technically declare uh, emergency measures because of the global pandemic and ha- hold on to him power indefinitely. But um, yeah. that guy. So, uh, yeah, it could be anybody. So now it looks like it might be it's going to be someone with a B for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a B name for sure. I mean, there, there's also Tulsi Gabbard, who is technically still in the race. No one's sure why. So it's going to be but- a B person. And <laughs> I mean, it the would be great two. if it'll, a crazy it'll, fringe it'll person Bernie won the Bernie Sanders or it'll be Joe Biden. They're the top two right now. And the problem, of course, is that they're very different. And <laughs> because of the nature of the primaries, people get really heated, uh, really, you know, they – definitely prefer one over the other. Most people, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking in kind of broad terms, but most people have a preference. And because they're such different candidates, people get very committed to their choice. And then ultimately, only one of them is the nominee. And that's the person. And, and if you've spent, you know, months and months and months talking about how terrible the other person is and why they shouldn't be the nominee, then you get to the point where you have to decide either to vote for them anyways or not. And not is not the best either. So, you know, it's a that's part of the problem is that the primaries are so contentious that it really cements people into these camps that are making it difficult because it is it I mean it, especially right now with what's on the table and because the positions are so different. I mean the the camps are very 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 divided on issues. And people and they're, they're life or death things, their health care and the climate, <laughs> global warming. Yeah. I mean, these are things that matter. We didn't even mention that as the part of the crisis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these mad, they matter tremendously to people. So it makes sense that people feel very strongly uh, when they they've thought about it and they've decided who they think the best person is to address those concerns. They feel very strongly about those things. And when they then have to take someone else and concede, and I've so far been completely neutral and not pick the side, but in either in either case and whoever you support, it gets much more difficult to say I'm willing to accept something less when you've decided and, and, and done your homework and you think this is the person who's best equipped to do these things. It gets really difficult to say, but I'm willing to accept some sort of half measure. And yeah. I think that's kind of where everybody is. But, you know, obviously every, not everybody agrees on who the best person is to do that job. But I think everybody does feel strongly about the candidate that they support. And that becomes difficult. Yes. Uh, it becomes difficult when everybody's trying to be at each other's throats through this whole primary season. Yeesh. And then ultimately have to uh, vote in a general as well. Yeah, so this is just the primaries. Everyone's like digging in, digging in against, uh, against each other, but they are eventually have to be on the same team if they want to win the big one. 
Uh, and they're going to need each other, Jess. They can't kill each other right now, but that's what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, and I don't know how much it is happening and how much it's uh, a kind theater. of self fulfilling kind of, you know, people are talking about it happening. Yeah. I haven't really seen, I mean, there are obviously people in every, there are some kind of outliers in every sort of political camp that are very aggressive, are very nasty. That that definitely does happen. But I, I really haven't seen, I do see people be, feel very strongly uh, about their candidates, but I don't, I haven't seen people like having like personal attacks or tearing each other apart, which maybe I'm just not in those sort of areas those neighborhoods you're not in those <laughs> threads know. Jess. it's happening on the threads yeah i mean it's, i'm sure that it is and i do see people like you see people I, complaining I, about exhausting. it <laughs> yeah, i do see people complaining about it a lot but it's kind of one of those things where i, I mean i get impatient with it because i'm like if everybody could just shut up like just stop talking about it like stop talking about how everybody <laughs> needs to play nice and just play nice like stop talking about it just do get not along with each don't other. reply all to tell people to right. stop replying all exactly that's like, not it's, it's helping. so frustrating because you're like i mean you don't have to you're not helping anything by saying everybody's being too mean to everybody <laughs> and it's a problem on all sides like that's not helping anything just be nice you can support the person that you support and that's fine mm-hmm you heard it here, know. folks. Support who you support. Uh, yeah, I mean, I support the person I support, obviously. Yeah, let's get a big <laughs> W for progressives. I yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't been. It's not a secret. I mean, I've been fairly political. I don't, I don't I have never attacked anybody on the timeline for whoever they want to vote for, uh, because it's not worth it. But <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, I have a, a obvious preference. So, I mean, you know, vote for Bernie. Bernie. He could yeah. do it, folks. As of the time of this podcast, he could do it. He could do it. He Absolutely, could do it. he can. Yeah, sure. Um, and I, I really do hope he does uh, for all of our sakes, even for the people who I don't like. Even for your sake, I hope he wins and can save you. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, the people who are voting against their self-interest and they don't know it or even if they do know it, but they just are <laughs> ignorant yeah. for whatever reasons. Yeah, I mean, I think that is some some level of it. And I think a lot of people are not as swallowed up in the politics all the time as people who are heavily online are. Right. We are in kind of an echo chamber. It's true. And yeah. Like only a certain a small percentage of people are, are on Twitter. Um, yeah. But it's like the people who are on Twitter think that it's a high volume of people or like the discourse that's happening on there matters like the most or as much mm -hmm. as what's happening on like the front pages of newspapers, you know, yeah, and in it does. middle I mean, America. And people, a lot of people have no idea what's going on on Twitter. And even if they did, that's just not their primary motivation. Well, exactly. Yeah. They click on Fox News and that's all they need to know. Yeah. Or and whatever. It, the, or CNN on the other hand or whoever the whatever the liberal side is, MSNBC. I, but I, I guess know. everybody's I against Bernie. It's it's pretty insane. Like looking at it from uh, Canada, sort of like impartially. I don't have a horse, but I would choose Bernie. But like the, the the stuff that the media is doing, sort of like to control the like the framing of it. <laughs> they had like yeah. Bernie has like twenty six percent, and then they had all the other people <laughs> combined had like seventy five percent. We're like, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. But he's not running against all of like it's not how yeah. you compare things. Or it's like yeah. I mean, the voting, how they have his name on like the second screen. <laughs> like yes. it's crazy. It's like internal it's suppression. Say, 
I think it's hard to say that all of those things are accidental. <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely happening. I, and I try not to be all tinfoil hat. And I think there is quite a lot of, you know, jumping to people are defensive because, you know, rightly or wrongly, and I think it's rightly uh, the last time around Bernie got screwed over. I mean, there's no way around it. It, it, it didn't, it wasn't a fair fight. So going into it this time, everyone kind of has their guard up, I think, a little bit more. So we're, we're all kind of on the lookout for those kind of things. And so I do think it gets some false positives. I do think there are some things that are just coincidental or, you know, not as they maybe appear. Like there were some some people reporting that, you know, that Bernie's showing up on the second page of all the ballots or you have to keep clicking through. But those things are randomized. You know, everybody's ballots looks different because they're randomized. So, yes, sometimes they're going to be he's going to be on page five and sometimes he's going to be on page one. I mean, it's just oh, yeah, we yeah. have like 35 people in this race. So mm-hmm. that's that does happen. But then also there are some things where you're looking at it. and You're going, I mean, that was obviously well, misleading like, on purpose. That was someone's choice, like to put that graphic up on the news. <laughs> like, yeah. To show it like that. that up over time, especially. I mean, there was the time where I think it was on MSNBC. They were showing the graphics of people. Um, the, it, it was like support, approve or disapprove or something. And then they, they just swapped the colors for Bernie. So even though he had like 70% approval, his his approval was in yellow oh. and his disapproval <laughs> was in green. So it like it was intentionally like obviously people are not going to read that at first glance the way that it actually says it. They're going to say, "Oh, the the green is less, so people like him less." But if you look at the word, it's not that's it's the opposite. So it is I mean truly, there's things like that. Truly some next level like controlling of the media controlling of the population stuff um like powerful interests making sure that this like message is disseminated like in any way in every way possible to and i do think that that makes sense i mean he's talking about that's a direct threat to a lot of people's livelihoods i mean it really is there's whole bunch of people who benefit from the way that things are now and yeah. changing and so, those things fundamentally will hurt them. So obviously they do not want to do that. But those people are bad people. Well, <laughs> that, that's yeah. Bad. Well, yeah, but they're also within the same party, right? So there's so many people yeah. who won't just want, you know, like they just want a, a 5% shift towards, you know, <laughs> more liberal values. But keep all of the other corporate structures and everything that perpetuates all these bad <laughs> systems just mostly in place just to keep yeah, I mean, it I going. Don't My, I don't think anything would change. I don't, I don't think there's any difference between, and I, this is probably not, not my best. I try not to get too super political, but I don't think there is any fundamental difference between Democrats like Joe Biden and Republicans. I think Ultimately, they're driven by the same thing, which is money and yeah. power. Corporate and interests. That's, <laughs> they get money and power by keeping companies and corporations and very rich people happy. And there is no – I mean, yeah, one of them – there are obviously a lot of people who are being directly hurt under Trump's administration and suffering significantly more under that administration than they probably would under a Biden administration, for example. But it's – it's the same package, but dressed up a little nicer and a little friendlier and a little more palatable. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it is not really different in any meaningful way for the vast majority of people. Yep. 
But we'll so, we'll see what happens, right? I mean, you know what? Please don't make me vote for Joe Biden. I you know I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I, I mean, do. I like Jess, him. I would love that for you to not for you Thank to not you. have to if vote you, whatever for you can Joe do Biden. In Canada. But I'm looking, and it's seeming more and more every day like that's what you're gonna have to do. So I'm really hoping that that something shifts in the. I I don't know. I mean, I do think that that's also. I do think that it looks that way on purpose. Okay, yeah. So I've been bought into like the media, the media hype yeah. as well. I'm not. Yeah, you're you're being bamboozled, Stephen. Right. I think that on purpose, it's going to look. It's um, going to look even up to the bad. last minute till it's he's confirmed. Like it's going to be Biden the whole way for like from now on out. I think so. I mean, I, I do think that it's and, and you know what? I don't think that that necessarily hurts the progressive movement or Bernie's supporters or Bernie himself at all, because there is this element of his campaign fighting from the bottom, of having to kind of come back and fight against this current. And it almost is more difficult to get people to really rally together when you're in the lead. Um, yeah, that's so true. I don't think that it hurts. I don't, I don't think there's no, anything. Plus, I, mean, I think it encourages people to continue to, to fight for what they believe in. Yeah. Um, and I hope that everybody will vote accordingly to what they believe in and what they want to see happen in the future. And I think if everybody does that, we'll be fine because I, I keep regretting it every time I get hopeful, <laughs> but I, I do think that people get it. I think that people see it. They can see through it. But it is difficult, especially, you know, as we see people get sucked into their own worlds and their own communities of echo chambers and they're on Facebook or they're just watching, you know, whatever cable news station they watch or they're listening to the same friends talk the same things over and over again. So just as much as we're in an echo chamber of hearing, you know, more progressive leaning ideas, I think other people are in their own echo chambers. So who knows what they're what their positions are. But I think that it doesn't hurt that everybody thinks right now that Bernie is the underdog still. Yeah. Go get him, Bernie. Go get him. I mean, it's insane. It's insane that I'm out here supporting a 78 year old man. You're repping an old white man for president. You never thought you'd be be there, but here we are. Here we are. I, yeah, I would like, I would like to have, I, well, I would like in my lifetime to see a woman be president, but right now we got a couple of uh, men to choose from. So, but the thing well, is, the right with one. the all of these like grassroots from the bottom um, political movements, it's like seeding levels of government, like lower levels of government now, with more progressive, free thinking folks who are more like Bernie now. Uh, and so then in the future, they'll be in that higher middle echelon level to fight these higher level battles to take back your houses yeah. and your senates and then start making you know, more meaningful change. It is a long term process, but I think the whole like the Bernie movement as like the way that it's energized the base or <laughs> like these, these the people who I see who are Bernie Bernie fans um, like texting everybody for them and getting excited about their political guy is uh, I think it's important. So then when those people grow up a little bit more, then maybe something could really happen. If only Bernie was only like 65 or 60 or something right now. God, imagine, imagine a president who wasn't, you know, way past retirement age. I I don't, you know, who knows? I I think that you're right. I mean, I'm not conceding anything. I still really hope that Bernie wins. But win or lose, I think this entire movement, we've seen it really 
open up the possibility of real meaningful change uh, on the left. And I mean, we saw the same thing happen not that long ago with the Tea Party Republicans on the right, where they really drug the Republican Party to the right, kind of kicking and screaming. I mm-hmm. mean, and, and it was effective. I mean, yeah. Now, when is. you think of the Republican Party, you think of like those far right, more far right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people who have much more conservative, uh, radical conservative policy positions are kind of pulling the strings, uh, you know, not exclusively, but significantly more than they ever have. So I think we're seeing and and maybe it's bad, but I think that I mean, obviously, I think there's a lot of things wrong with the system. I think that there shouldn't be a two party system at all. And I don't three party system, Jess. Let's start it right now. I think that's already a problem. I mean, the problem. But everybody is, I think, rightfully concerned that if there's too much pulling rather than the party moving left, it will fracture and we'll see, you know, a left left and then a middle left and then a right and if we see that happen it's going to be you know people on the progressive side who are having not only to be republicans but also beat other you know, be did democrats also which is is a, a difficult uh, hill to climb but you know i i think i think we're gonna get to a place where like it or not the party has to move the way the people I and mean, we can't over time and time again we see that the vast majority of people support Medicare for all the vast majority. It's not like a small, it's not this crazy notion. Most people want universal health care. So the fact that the party is fighting against it just shows how big of an obstacle money is a yeah. big of an obstacle. <clears throat> these groups are that really don't want it to happen for obvious reasons, but the people want it. And I mean, they can only ignore that for so long. Uh, something has got to give there. And, I hope it gives sooner rather than later because it's really – we we need it. Me too, Jess. I hope that it's sooner rather than later. Catch us in November 2020. <laughs> we'll have to follow up on the cast. This is, it's going to be weird. It's like when we were talking about the midterms. I don't, I don't even remember what we – I think we were just talking about it in the past tense. Then. Yeah. So we probably already knew the outcome. But Yeah, I think we had um, just witnessed that there was some gains. <laughs> Yeah, there was some good. There was some good then, and, and we'll see good this time around too. I'm I'm sure of it. Um, and even in you know down ballot races, we're going to see uh, an upheaval. I think because it's just people want some. They want the change. Uh, and where we we'll get it where we can. People want it. We'll get it where we can. All right. Sorry for all the political talk, everyone, but that is the world. That's what we live in. Ding in. Yeah, you can you can <laughs> fast forward, I guess. Hit that to, fast we'll forward the- thirty. Yeah, you should have been hitting that <laughs> yes, fast yes, forward yes. thirty this whole yeah. time because now we're getting to everyone's favorite part of the show. It's questions from Twitter. Oh, good. And of course, because Jess is one of the greatest Twitter friends of the show, she got a bunch of great questions from other great Twitter friends of the show. And uh, speaking of that, the first questions come to us from Mason. I'm talking about at Mason Decree. You know her. She's a friend of the show. One of the best. Has been on as many times as Jess now. Yeah, she's famous. Super famous. And you got to check her out online for her great writing and her cat. Mm-hmm. Her cat, of course. Cat, of course. Uh, and so the questions from Mason. Jess, do you like your name or would you rename yourself now if it were a quick and easy process? If so, what would your new name be? 
Okay. I do like my name. Uh, growing up, my name is Jessica, and I most friends call me Jess. My family members call me Jess, but my name is Jessica. And growing up I, in the, you know, I was born in the late 80s, growing up in the 90s, Jessica was a super popular name, and I always had multiple Jessicas in every class, in right. every grade. <laughs> yes. And that was super annoying as a 12-year-old. Because you'd have whatever. to be Jess blank. Yeah, it was. And I had, I mean, you know, teachers are, well, what can I call you? Can I call you? And they want to call you a nickname right. and by your last name and all this stuff. And it's just, it got old, but it doesn't bother me now. I, I don't know. I, that's not a concern now. I'm not in groups of large amounts of Jess anymore. What happened to all the Jessicas? Where did they go? Yeah, I don't know. They spread out demographically. <laughs> I don't know. They're all off. They can only thing. be one in a, every region. Yeah, we got we got to get spread out. Uh, you had to redistribute all the Jesses. No, I don't have a lot now, so it doesn't really bother me. I, I do get the wrong name pretty frequently. I get Jennifer a lot. Oh. Um, I don't think I look like I don't know why. I mean, I mean, they're similar, I guess. They're J names. But, yeah, people call me Jennifer quite a bit. But, no, I like my name. I have said that I would, if I was ever going to run for public office, I would change my last name because I would want it to be Justice. <laughs> <laughs> because I really don't think I could lose. What like, woman runs run on gimmick. Anything. And wins yeah. by a landslide. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, w- I think I would win anything I ran for if my name was Jessica Justice. I, mean, I think you're so. definitely like going to vote uh, for that person. Oh yeah, that's like dog, dog becoming a mayor or whatever. It's like dog, yes. dog on a ballot check. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, there's no way I lose. So I think for those purposes, I probably would legally change my name. But short of that, no, I, I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Very happy with that name. Well, that's great. Um, I was almost named Cosmo, if you <laughs> believe it. <laughs> My dad will have you believe that. But apparently there was a last-minute veto <laughs> by my mom and grandma. So, All right. Way to go, mom. Shout out yes. to mom Shout and grandma. Shout out to mom and grandma coming in. Putting the foot down. Clutch. Double foot. <laughs> okay. I, did, I tried to convince my sister. I was in the hospital when my sister had her son, my nephew, and they had had his name picked out. And then she was in labor for a really long time. And I was just kind of, we were sitting around, you know, you're trying to kill time sitting in the hospital. And I did try to convince her at the last minute to change the baby's name. So maybe don't invite me to any births. <laughs> uh, because Sneaking I might there just with the last minute change. She stuck with it. She stuck with the names. They didn't change the name. She's like, we already have it on everything. So, you know, it couldn't get vetoed at the last minute. So maybe don't, I, I mean, I, that was just for, really for my entertainment. She didn't change the name. Didn't change the name. All right. Well, that's great. And Maeve has a second question here. What is your favorite thing about yourself? Is it your impeccable humor, your beauty, or your wise nature? Oh. Oh, that's nice. I don't uh, – I are those like – is it like an A, B, or C? Or yeah. is it like just – Well, I think just it's just examples? a general, but these are oh, things okay. <laughs> I think that she, she enjoys about you uh, that are just options. <laughs> just in, okay, those in are case just you were being a little extra modest or something. That was very, that's very nice. I, um, I don't know. I guess, you know, it's hard to compliment yourself. It's a little weird. I think that I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I think that I'm a pretty good problem solver. Mm. Um, so I think probably that kind of you know, like analytical, which I guess is sometimes a downside to certain, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of an overthinker, but most of the time it's useful. So I, I appreciate that about myself. I think that I'm good at, at 
puzzling through things. And is that like relationships as well? Uh, sort of like parenting and relationship stuff too? You're like, that's the problem is there's a tantrum. <laughs> how do I um, solve it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there, nobody knows how to parent, but, uh, and relationships are more complicated than like puzzles. But yeah, I think that it's saying, okay, here's the issue. There's and an issue. How do we, how do we fix it? What's the root? Um, and I, and I think in relationships, that's good. It's, it's, I don't know if I ever, I think it was probably some advice I had heard or read or gotten a long time ago, but it's just the idea of when there's something that comes up in a relationship, addressing it as a unit as say, this is the, the concern of the problem. What are we going to do about it? Instead of it being coming a me versus you, mm. uh, you, you do this and I think it's wrong or this upset me and it's your fault. Right. Um, trying to, to say, here's, here's a problem that we have as a couple and how do we solve it is a better way to go about things. And that does not always work in practice. Like, you know, sometimes you're just mad. <laughs> that's not how the argument goes. Yeah, but, I guess, you know, that's how it goes. But is, is, as long as you have a, a framework that you can go to sometimes. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice little thought exercise where you can kind of back up from it and go, you know, but I'm not much of a fight. I don't I don't argue too much about stuff. I mean, I I argue about the stuff that doesn't matter. Quite a lot. <laughs> you know, I argue about stuff that is irrelevant, like how dishwashers should be loaded or you know, that kind of stuff that Uh-oh. doesn't really matter. But it, it's that's can I put a bowl thing. up in the top part? No, what? <laughs> you can't do that. I can't put oh, just like one or two bowls in like the glasses part at the top. I mean, you can, I guess if you have to, if the bottom is full. Okay. It's a different thing. Yeah. No, the last argument that my husband and I got into, I mean, it's not even an argument. I, it, it was just me saying, don't do this. And him saying it doesn't matter. And I'm saying, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Which was that the dishwasher wasn't full when he ran it. And, oh, come on. And his opinion was that it was. And three quarters is that fine. It was not. And that was the last quote unquote argument right. you know? and it wasn't even an argument it was no. just no just it's not something full. you noticed <laughs> it's not full and then i have to unload it even though it's not full and i so that makes it easy it so right? that kind of stuff but yeah no I, that's that the problem was i had to unload the dishwasher right. too frequently okay solution <laughs> right only run it when, when it's, it's full. full right yes that's, that that is true <laughs> you have to empty it more frequently when you run it uh, on the that that's the it, but it's that kind of stuff it's not i mean if that those are the arguments then it's things it's are good. going okay yeah so thank you very much, Mace, for that great question. And you should go check her out online at Mason Dickery and check out her writing and listen to her episodes because it's very fun. All right. Next question right. comes to us from Mad at What Madness. And she says, I can't wait to hear this. And the questions are. <laughs> that was a spot on impression. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Okay. Um, let's see. I, I don't know that I have like a consistent favorite. Um, I, and I definitely have seen a change in my taste as I've gotten older because even into like maybe college age, I would always go for like very chocolate, like double chocolate with brownie chunks kind of thing. Um, now I tend more toward something that has I don't know if it's even, I mean, they're still very sweet, but something that has a little more balance. So maybe like a 
caramel or a coffee kind of a thing, like a different sort of flavor profile other than just sweet on sweet. Okay. Um, so, yeah, probably I like toffee pieces, like crunch in ice cream. Um, oh, so, so I, like a texture. I, You'll yeah, need something as a texture. Thing. Like a big cold stone person, like a lot of mix-ins. Mix-ins are good? I, yeah, I don't like cold stone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just I don't like paying seven dollars for ice cream. Well, for That's, sure, but the mix-ins is what I was getting. Yeah, no, That's I what do definitely for. like the idea, the concept of putting like crunchy you bits your in your ice stuff. cream to order is very good. Yes. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at is on ice cream. I think, and, and to some extent, like mint chocolate chip, I like. Oh um, yeah. That's kind of a divisive flavor, but I, I like is mint it? chocolate chip. I think so. I don't know. People like mint. I don't know. Yeah. Um, kids don't <laughs> like mint. My kids hate it. Oh, so we never buy what, mint chocolate chip. What do they know? Yeah, they don't know anything. They always want like um, the gross ones. They're always like Superman and bubble gum and ugh, oh, like cotton amateur. candy. Ugh, amateur town. Just it's chemical stuff. Chemical flavors. Yeah, it's gross. They they like the gross ones. And I don't eat enough. I don't eat ice cream frequently enough to warrant like getting a half a gallon of ice cream that only I will eat. <laughs> like right. that's not. So I don't I don't generally buy a lot of ice cream for myself unless it's like one of the little if they have like the Ben and Jerry's little guys. Yeah. Buy one and get one free or something like I'll pick up a couple of those. What's your um, go to Ben and Jerry's one? Is it the uh, brownie fudge? Yeah. 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 We yeah. usually get I usually get that and then like a cherry Garcia. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we just kind of have like a variety. That's nice. Yeah. Those are great flavors. Thanks. All right. Second question from Mads is, do you like to garden? I do. Um, I, I Well, I mean, I don't like to garden. I garden. I'm compelled I, to garden. <laughs> I like I like getting things out of the garden when they've grown. <laughs> I uh, don't grow like flowers or anything um i wish that i did i mean i think that that's very nice i don't have a green thumb at all i am very bad at keeping plants alive uh the only thing i can seem to keep alive are like herbs i have an herb garden yeah they live and i can grow peppers i think just because it's hard to kill them uh, we have the right climate for them. Yeah. So they just kind of do what they do, and I don't have to do much to keep them alive. So they live. But everything else that I try to grow doesn't do so hot. I have right now rosemary, mint. Actually, we planted two blueberry bushes. Oh, that's um, exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. It, that's so, it's so lame. Blueberry is like, like an it. everyday thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Something, it's like an, having so an apple stupid. tree or whatever. It's, like. <laughs> it's so dumb that that's like something that I'm very genuinely excited for this spring. But that's, we planted them last last spring and they were like babies. So they don't, didn't grow obviously any blueberries at first. But right now I have blooms on the blueberry bushes. So I should oh, get blueberries this season. That's awesome. So I'm really excited about the blueberries the potential for blueberries i'm hope hoping that we get some but i only have rosemary and mint and uh that's pretty much all that survived the winter i didn't cover my plants when we had freezes oh yeah you gotta put the thing on them or whatever i covered my citrus we have an orange tree and a lime tree well so I covered them. florida living <laughs> i know they're they're more of those it's just because it's easy i mean they're easy here like you couldn't grow them in just because you it's easy to wake up in the morning and stroll outside to your orchard and pluck a fresh orange An orchard. off yeah, my the single, tree come back and <laughs> squeeze it tree. <laughs> i'm gonna start calling it my orchard my single orange tree in the backyard is my orchard we have gotten like two oranges off of that tree it's doesn't it's not been super productive but hopefully we'll get some citrus pretty soon 
Yeah. Put some nudes, yeah, pour like some nudes on it. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like the guard. I like having the garden and I do like the concept of gardening, but in practice, I don't commit to doing it frequently enough to actually keep a whole lot of things alive. And I have never been able to keep anything alive in my house, like house plants. Oh yeah. Nope. Yeah. No way. That's I tried. Tough. I've tried so many times. They always die. My mom grows succulents. She, well, I don't even know if grow is the right word. They like propagate. You just pull a little piece off and stick them in dirt and they'll oh, grow yeah. a whole other succulent. <laughs> yeah. So she does that like pretty frequently. She's got a whole bunch of them. And every time, not every time I see her, but often when I see her, she gives me a succulent. She's like, oh, here, take this. I have a bunch of them. And it dies within like, I'm like, mom, stop giving me these. I kill them every time. I feel so guilty. Like you don't. Don't, I'm not a safe home for this succulent. I don't know how to Those take care great. of it. Those are great. You know, we should do. You should take it to your desk at work. Those are great for your desk at work. Do they serve? I mean, I don't. Well, I, you have to water they, them, but that's the only. I guess there has to be a certain amount of light. Uh, but I'm sure you have a window. I do. I have a window. I, the problem is that I either completely ignore plants or I smother them. Like <laughs> I get so worried that I'm going to ignore them too much that I'm overwatering them. And then they die. I don't, yeah. They just stress me out. It's more stress than I need in my life. So I like the ones that I can put out in the yard, and then I just go out there and water them at night, and that's it. Great. And uh, Matt has another final question, but you already answered it. It was, what is your favorite thing about yourself? Uh, How I load the dishwasher. It's the dishwasher skills. (laughs) You got to know the exact amount of things to put into it before you start it. All right. Thank you so much. And everyone go check her out at What Madness with two Ds. And the next question comes to us from friend of the show, Will. It's at Upside Down Trash. Would you believe it? Old school friend of the show coming out the woodwork for Jess. <laughs> this guy. Should we talk about Doom Dome? Bum, bum, bum. Sure. Let's talk about it. Oh, gosh. What a mess that is. You know, he got <laughs> mad at me because I told him it was when he this is before the Doom Dome was like up and running. When he just did that initial I'll put anybody in the DM room. Just message me. I said, this is a terrible idea. And he got mad at me because apparently that's how he and I first interacted was in a like a random thrown together DM room, which I did not recall. Oh, wow. So he was offended that I would say it never works out. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I did not remember. I thought that I had known him outside. That that was your own friendship origin story. Apparently that was our origin story. So he got personally offended that I would say that's a terrible idea and it's not going to work. But that Um, must have been over half a decade ago or something, right? Yes. Yeah. It would have been, um, let's see, maybe six years, six, seven years Mm -hmm. ago. Um, Yeah. yeah. It's a long time. It's a long, especially in online time. Internet time. That's, yeah. That's like three lifetimes of internet time. It would have been a long, long time ago. It was back when there were limits to how many people you could put in a DM room. It was kind of at like the beginning of. Back when there were limits to how many characters you could put in a tweet. (laughs) <laughs> yes. No, I mean. I, well, it was like, um, you, do you remember when they went from, you could only DM one person at first. Whoa. And then they switched to being able to DM, have an actual room. Right. And that was about the time probably that he and I were in the room together. So it would have been, I, I, I don't know, I'm sure that would be easy information to find, but probably 20, 
15, 14, 15, something like that. Search it out. Yep. Half a decade ago. Okay. So we're talking about Will. He has, so he created this wild west of a room, of a DM room. And he's, mm-hmm. he posted a tweet. It's like, anybody, if you want to get added, just reply. And then he added <laughs> all the people, I guess, who replied. And uh, it's it's a and crazy. And he's still doing it. He's still adding. Right, he's still adding because the room demands blood. So that means mm-hmm. people leave the room, or they are <laughs> forcefully ejected from the room, uh, and the room craves blood. And then someone new is added, fresh blood. Uh, but yep. then you know, so there's some some turnover. Uh, but he did this tournament where <laughs> people were divided into teams, and they created monsters to like battle royale against each other in like D and D style. <laughs> Uh, matchups I guess I don't know it was pretty fun that's a a pretty good description of it I mean it's it's still ongoing and the only reason I know that is because my monster has not yet been slain Um, (laughs) right the I don't know when the next battle is coming so your monster was a clown yeah a clown robot a a wet clown robot a wet clown robot sounds good Um, our monster was a a nuclear atomic baby, like mm-hmm. a toddler, and we were defeated <laughs> easily. Who, who defeated you? The, the Garfield. Garfield monster defeated Dang. us. And you know Garfield's by. in the in the battle against. So, what happened was our robot clown was against a wasp that can control time, and then there was a series of mix-ups, and then Will, because he does whatever he feels like, destroyed everyone. And killed all the monsters. Then said, now we're on the same team as the wasp. And we have to make a monster that is a combination of our two. And meanwhile, Garfield and I can't remember who the other one is. <laughs> is it the dragon? I think it yeah. might be the dragon. Okay, the dragon are having to have their own little monster mashup Frankenstein situation. And then are those monsters are going to battle. So we have our cell and the cell with the wasp have formed our own monster that is like a combination of the two and it's like a robotic still it's still a clown but it's also (laughs) has it also has wings um now and it also has chainsaw legs and it's got six legs now instead of two because it's a, also a wasp. Listen, so Jesse, like, it makes sense to me. Listen, it makes sense to me, but the listeners might not <laughs> be in as much on what we're talking about. But uh, that's just the fun of the, the Doom Dome. So, yeah, um, I mean, it all it all comes around to the Doom Dome is chaos. Will does whatever he feels like. And it's fun. And I was telling him, you know, in in this whole monster battle thing, I have had to ask for clarification a lot of times <laughs> because I have no idea what's going on. So I've had to be like, hey, what am I supposed to be? What are we doing? Like, do we have to name this thing? Like, what is this? And at one point he was saying, you know, that he – we were just kind of talking about how it's been surprisingly – the room has gone surprisingly well. I was, you know, eating my words a little bit that it was not bad. It's not bad. I mean, it is – sometimes it can be because when you throw in – yeah, you throw in a, a different mix of people who haven't mixed in together with each other, and certain elements congeal into their own mini factions, right? So this yeah. large group might have uh, introduced a few people who now, even if they get kicked out of the Doom Dome, can go into their own group uh, and still maintain those yeah, friendships I and connections. It's formed some sort of, you know, people who never had talked to each other before are in conversations, and there's quite a lot more talking happening in the room than i expected i think at first yeah there's a lot of uh, a lot of crazy stuff being shared yeah and it's just a conversation which i didn't anticipate like 
it's not just people talking about jokes, which is often what happens in those kind of DM rooms. Is people just kind of being like, "Hey, what are you guys up to?" Yeah, this is like day to day stuff, and it's like, "Oh wow, th- this person's doing something really <laughs> cool or weird or interesting." Yeah, um, and it's, then, neat. Uh, it's a neat thing. So I had complimented him on that. The that I thought that it was cool that he was doing that because I have in the last probably I mean it's been years. I've shied away from those kind of big I, I don't know room, yeah. antics. I'm not sure how to describe them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What like, is yeah? Activities involving sure. a lot of people uh-huh. online. Yeah, antics. Um, yeah, antics. You know, they get out of hand and they're just hard to manage. Because like I used to do stuff where I'd be like draw something and we would all yes. kind of like draw and or I'd be like you know we'll give each other compliments and we would just kind of pass chain compliments. But there is a point at which it just gets unmanageable yeah. and you can't respond to everybody. And then I would feel guilty if I didn't get to everybody. So I was just like, I'm just not going to do it. So I, I kind of have stayed away from those sort of things. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice to have a little piece of that back a yeah. little bit of that, like just kind of getting outside of, cause we have some I mean, antics, some gentle antics yeah, and you can, you antics. can leave any time, right? That's the whole thing about the doom dome. Like you could leave yeah. and then they would say blood, Mm-hmm. Anybody can leave if they want to leave, and, and I think anybody can come in as long as Will says you can. Right. Yeah. So go find the tweet from Will that's saying come to the DM, and then reply to get in the queue, and join us in that DM, and I will react yeah, with a fire there. emoji. <laughs> you were in there. We're in there. I mean, I pop in every now and then, um, and just the nice thing about when you have a seventy-five person DM room is that nobody is reading anything. So you just kind of <laughs> jump in and you go like, "What are the last three messages about?" And you just go from there, and you have no yeah. idea what anybody <clears throat> said for the last seven hours, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna look and and see that thing that says like seven hundred twenty-six messages and be like, "All right, here we go." Nope. No way. Oh, there's there's also points. There's also points, by the way. Oh, very complicated point system. There's a complicated point system. system, An Excel spreadsheet to track it all. Yeah. So that's what's going on in Will's life right now. I'm sure it's not the only thing, but it is a major part. So (laughs) thanks to Will for setting that up, that little tangent. And now let's get to his question. It is, hi, Jess. Long time razzer. First time caller. Question for you, how do you continue to deny thousands of scientists that back my fact-based theory that cows are boob horses? Yeah, it's because cows are not just boob horses, that's why. Uh Uh-oh. They're not. And how do you know this? you some sort of cow fact scientist? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm like the leading voice for cow facts online. I guess that is true. One of the only ones. And we can check this out, it's at cowfacts. Was it? Yeah, Cal, it's Calfax TM. Oh, Calfax TM on on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Yay, that's my. I I run that account. I do it too. Okay, if y'all follow this account because you've heard this, I am sorry because I <laughs> just don't check in as often as I should. So if you follow, I will I will follow you back unless there's some obvious reason that I shouldn't. I will follow you back. But I, it takes me a minute, so like, don't give up right away because I don't check it'll that account ha- it'll, every day. It'll happen, but maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. Yeah, I don't, I don't do it every day, but I do try to check in, you know, every so often. And like, people will. It's kind of fun because people will followers on my actual account, my main account, will tag me in cow related stuff. So Just that I content can share it. for the grist mill. Yeah. <laughs> so they will share it. Either they'll share it with my 
Francesco K. Fine account, or they will send it to the Calfax team account. And sometimes it takes me like a day or two to like see that and yeah. share it. But I do try to pass if there's some cow related news out there. I try to pass oh for it sure. If cows are in the news, out. I always try to send it to Calfax. You gotta, you gotta, just, you gotta CC at Calfax TM just so that they know and they're able to spread that information, that good fact based information. That you and know, you can learn so all you, about can, them. you can and, and you could also cow. search Calfax TM boob horses and it, nothing would come up because that is indeed not a fact. Is that That's correct? correct. <laughs> I, that is correct. It doesn't exist. I I have a tweet that says cows are not just boob horses, and. Will has a tweet that says cows are just boob horses. So you guys can actually you can actually decide for you yourself. Decide for yourself. And just pick which one of those two tweets you would like to engage with and we'll see which has more numbers. And whoever obviously you guys can decide. It's a democracy. Y'all vote, decide which is the correct theory that cows either are or are not just boob horses. This is the one most important vote in twenty twenty. Please, Please, listeners, get out there and make your voice heard. Yeah. That's how I know. And thank you to Will for the great question. Thank you to for Will for creating the Doom Dome, for being a great friend of the show. Go check out his episode at Upside Down Trash on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, I think he does Twitch streaming or something, too. So maybe watch him play a video game. That sounds like him. He'd love it. All yeah, right. He, he, would, he would Twitch. He'd Twitch all over it. So thank you, Will. And the next question comes to us from, oh, my What's that in the sky? A twinkling star. It's Maeve at Maven of Honor, one of the best online, one of the sweetest and best online. I don't know. What are some other great adjectives? Normally I say like mystical or ethereal. Yeah, I I love that Maeve has such a specific voice on Twitter that I think not – not very many, very, very, very few. I mean, nobody's is exactly like hers, but even the number of people doing that kind of voice and content is very, very low. So it's super unique and I love it. It's always like unexpected and I hate the it's word like, quirky, uh, but it, it yes. is quirky though, but I hate um, that word. I don't, I don't know if it's quirky, but it's like, yes, it's, uh, it's it's familiar and also new. Like her voice, it resonates the same way in all of her her tweets, and it's a same a similar language. But it yeah, it's hard to describe. But you just got to go follow her at Maven you of Honor. Go, go you really look do, it up because her stuff is so good. Yeah, get a thesaurus and look up a really cool word. Then search Maven of Honor and that word, and there'll probably be something very fun. Yeah, she's got a lot of a lot of those tweets that you scrolling you think oh that's that's i like that and you you hit the retweet or whatever and then you keep scrolling for a while and then for whatever reason you just remember them out of (laughs) nowhere they kind of stick uh the the, she also is really good at using words that are nice to say yeah Uh, she's got one of those things where she'll she tweets things that you can hear them yeah. because Twitter is such a visual thing and it's such, you know, the written word and jokes that don't work out loud work on Twitter because it's all written. But the her tweets sound nice to say and nobody is reading them out loud, but you hear them when you read them. If that, I don't know if that makes any sense, but if you go read her tweets, you'll see what I'm talking about. You got to go read her tweets and enjoy the experience. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Her dolphin tweet, which I mean, I hate pointing out just one tweet because all of them are so good. But 
her dolphin tweet about getting the book signed. That's one of the best. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. I love it. And that book too. <laughs> like our, so our friends in the sea or something it's called. I know. <laughs> so good. Um, so we're getting to the question here. The questions. Are polka dots always a safe bet for spring? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? I can't imagine a time when they would not be a safe bet. Lock it in every spring. Every spring. What are your favorite – what would be uh, your favorite colors if you went with a a itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny polka dot bikini? I mean, yellow's the classic. (laughs) But you do want to mix it up sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. So what would be your so, backup if you had an A and a B? Hmm. For the spring, I mean, I think you got to go with like a turquoise. Ooh. Go oceanic. Yes. It would probably match an accent uh, that you could wear. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. We got a follow-up. On a beach, would you rather pick up shells or use a metal detector? I'd rather pick up shells. I've never used a metal detector it does seem fun, though. It does seem fun, but it also seems like there'd be a lot of work for nothing. Uh-huh. Like you're yeah. digging up a lot of things. It's like an old can or something. Yeah, you find a lot of like bottle caps. Uh, another bottle cap. I don't know about that. I mean, uh. I've never used one. It does seem like it would be an interesting thing to try. But I do, I do pick up seashells when I go to the beach, and I don't know why. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Like I always just am picking them up because they look cool. And then you go I, home and you have a pocket full of seashells. I have a bunch of seashells. Yeah, and of course, my daughter sand. takes seashells from the beach, and we, uh, uh, if we get a lot of them, like if we are at the beach for more than you know an hour or something, if we're there for like a beach vacation for a day or two, we will get. A bunch of them and then bring them home and bleach them and clean them and then we have a bunch of cool. clean seashells and so far have never i she my daughter has a bunch in her room she keeps in a box she also collects rocks though yeah. so she's got a whole collection but <laughs> um put it next I, to the rocks box yeah they got a she got a rocks box and she's got a shells box and she brings them out every once in a while and just kind of goes through them she just likes having them they're her treasures and that's fine but my my personal preference i will use them like in the garden or oh, like in nice. garden beds. Um, yeah. So I have some seashells that are in my garden beds that are just kind of like, I use them like you would a, a I rock. I like it. Yeah. Decorative. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have seashells and I will pick them up. Uh, I don't usually, I try not to get too many because I don't have a whole lot of places to put seashells, <laughs> but I do uh, pick them up when I go to the beach. That would be what I would do over a metal detector, but I would like to try metal detecting at least once. Yeah. You can go rent one. You got to get the good one that goes deep. Yeah, I don't know what I would be looking for, but I mean, maybe you find something cool. Never know. Who knows? All right. And the final question from Maeve is, what's all that plankton out there really up to? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that plankton, if I'm not, I'm not a plankton scientist, but I think (laughs) that, and I don't have plankton facts TM. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't plankton facts. No, I, I don't. So nobody... That's Quote still me, available. I, I'm checking. It's still available, guys. Oh, good, good. Somebody go get that. I don't think that plankton is like a specific organism. I think it's more like a classification for a lot of different things that just kind of float around in the water. There's so many different ones that they're just like, whatever. Just but call it plankton. That's what I think is kind of funny because, I mean, it's, the scientists just were like, who cares? They're like, oh, <laughs> they live in the ocean. Who's ever going to go who out cares? there to see what exactly it's made up of? Just 
they, they don't they didn't planking. bother they just said whatever if it's small and it's just kind of out there we're gonna just yeah. call it plankton like, guess what it's gonna be small it's gonna have a bunch of legs it's gonna be wiggling fucking it's plankton it's plankton that's it and i and things eat it and i think that's pretty much what makes it a plankton so i'm not sure what they're doing out there other than just floating about and getting eaten but we obviously have not looked into it sufficiently because the scientists just stopped. They just stopped when they got to a certain size and they just said the rest of this is plankton. <laughs> so we need to figure out what's going on. What made those scientists so lazy? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're like We have the something. time. Uh, it's a big conspiracy at the bottom of the ocean. I guess maybe because it's out in the ocean and that is like a pain. It go, is a pain. To go out there. But I mean, is it really though? Like could you just get yeah. like a big cup of water and bring it back to the lab? Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. That's why there's more, there should be more plankton scientists. I think that's what we figured out. Yeah. That's the answer to Maeve's question. We need more, we need more scientists to get on this. (laughs) The jury's still out. We need more plankton scientists. So thank you very much, Maeve. Everyone go check out her tweets at Maven of Honor on Twitter. Oh, what is it? Scrolling. Oh, I have another question here. It's from friend of the show, Hoppers. Coming all the way from Dan Under. <laughs> Frog Avalanche. At Frog Avalanche, he's asking the questions. And the f- question is, if you could visit Australia, <laughs> where would you like to go first or most? <laughs> I lost it there at the end, but you heard what I said, right? I got it, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. I would like to go to Australia a lot. I think I would like to go to Sydney for the obvious reasons. I think that that's like the iconic, (laughs) you know, that's the iconic. I think that's uh, that's for practical reasons where I would go first because you got to get in and that makes the easiest. Yeah, I'm a fly in the airport in Sydney, but I would love to just be able to drive around. I think that would be really awesome. Um, There's so many diverse areas of Australia and also because I'm on the other side of the world if I made it all the way over there I would like to you know get enough bang for my buck I want to see all of it yeah that's true it's a big place but a lot of it is uninhabitable I mean I don't want to go I don't want to spend like a bunch of days and out in the deserts no thank you what? the dry the dry land you're not going to drive across from Sydney across. to the I other would, side I would see the outback yeah I would I would want to see it a little bit but I'm not I'm not particularly – I mean there's a lot of things that can kill you in Terrifying. Australia. It's terrifying. Just the prospect of that, driving across the outback or whatever. Um, in fact, I believe on Hopper's episode, which you could go listen to right now, he tells a wild story about breaking down in the middle of the outback and how did he survive so that one. That's Got to so go scary. listen to find out. Yeah, insane. Like truly it. insane stuff. Only a real Aussie could have survived <laughs> survived that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd make it. I don't know. I don't I I mean more power to them. They're out there the Australians. They're making it work. They're so truly but, survivors. Yes. But it is a very different experience to hang out in the outback than to hang out in Sydney. So mm. I would like to see both, but I think I'd probably spend a little more time in Sydney. Sydney's got great, <laughs> great, I mean, restaurants, coffee shops. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to um, be able to spend a good amount of time there. That's great. All right. And uh, what a sweet question this is. He says, how exactly perfect is Stephen's voice, though? What? 
That's a very Aww, nice question. That was a nice little compliment question. Yeah, I don't normally get the compliment questions, but thank you, Hoppers, for that. That was very nice. And it's true. You got the, the radio voice, the podcast voice. Well, thank you. I do appreciate that. And uh, to everyone else who has complimented my uh, voice, that I really do appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> whenever someone says that they like the sound of my voice, it's very startling because no one likes the sound of their own voices, from what I gather. Right. Uh, and I'm no exception. So to hear that it's not completely grating as it is to me when I listen to the episodes is very uh, pleasing to me. Do so. you hate it when you listen back? I'm used to it now, but the, at the very okay. beginning when I had to listen to myself, uh, like especially when I had a lot more ums and uhs <laughs> and vocal crutches, like at the beginning of the uh, series of podcasts, uh, it mm-hmm. was a lot worse. But now I'm sort of have... Logged enough hours that it's okay now. You don't mind as much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think everybody does hate their voice a little bit. Or it's. I think it's just more that it catches you kind of off guard. It's different it sound from what you hear, yeah, in your yeah. own internal monologue. Because I don't hate – I mean I just don't sound like that, you know? Like I, <laughs> to I yourself. don't just like that voice. It's just not mine. Right, <laughs> I yeah. don't, That's not me. Yeah. So I think once you get used to that, I could see how if you listen to it, if you're listening back to your your recordings, then you might get used to it and accept that, okay, that is what yes. I sound like. But. I think that's the thing because, yeah, you, you end up hearing it enough so that you're like, oh, okay, that's the that's what I actually sound like as opposed to the internal <laughs> whatever the, the sound of it rattling off my bones is. Yeah. That's what we but do. It is hard to get. I mean, so it's nice when people say I'm glad that people tell me it's nice because it is. Thank you. And I really appreciate that. Like when I saw that come through, I honestly was like really made my day. So thank you very much, Hoppers. And you got to check him out at Frog Avalanche. You got to listen to his episode and hear that wild Australian accent. All right. The next question comes rolling in from Hamilton, Ontario, from Kevin. Hello, <laughs> at Kevaclism, recent asker of questions on this show, and I think he's also a member of the Doom Dome. Yeah, he is. He's in my he's in my cell block. He's in your cell. Yeah. In your damn cell too. So, hello, Kevin, uh, Hamil- Hamilton Zone, and he says, "I love Jess. She's the only person I can rely on here to parse horrible food videos in the same way, and for this, I appreciate her very much." So that's nice. That's true. Questions. We like to do that. <laughs> Questions. One. If you could fly, would you? Yes. Number two. What's the best law? Now I saw the question. We have different and laws. I know though, that part too. three. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I should follow this up. Because I, I think I should probably answer them out of order. <laughs> right, okay. So the okay. questions, uh, uh, if you could fly, would you? Yes. Two, what's the best law? Boom. Number three, what is your favorite law and why isn't it the answer for two? Right. So this is a trick. He set me up. But I do think it may, it's easier to do three and then two because those are different things. Like favorite the and one best. I like the most is probably not the best. <clears throat> I mean, like there's good laws like don't kill people that's a good law but i don't care i wasn't gonna kill anybody anyways so that's not really like personally apply not your favorite but it is the best okay so it's not my favorite but there's that something like that would probably be practically speaking the best law yes um but my favorite laws are the ones that are very stupid those are my favorite which there are a lot of them in florida (laughs) (laughs) 
there are a lot of like older laws that just have never gotten taken off the books. Um, Shouldn't have been on Florida, there in the first place. <laughs> yeah, and well, in Florida, we have there's laws against uh, molesting the manatees, and that's the term they used in it is molesting hmm. uh, the manatees, which was a strange worded. choice of words. But I get it. Protect the manatees. Yeah, don't don't mess with them. Don't fuck with don't the manatees. Yeah, yeah. You could have said it a lot of different ways, and they <laughs> should have probably done that. But yeah, don't mess with them. Don't mess with the manatees. But the ones that I think are are the my personal favorites are the ones that are just very very dumb, and no, that nobody ever enforces. They're all over the whole country, like the stupidest laws, uh, and I'm sure there's some in Canada too, probably. But that's just because you know things don't change unless you change them, and if nobody's been enforcing it, usually they just kind of get forgotten. And they just get left on the books, and they're still technically the law. So those are the those are probably my favorite. But what specifically what <laughs> what what legal statute? I need the number and you need the number. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know any of them. I'm trying to think of one that I've heard, and I cannot uh, that I could tell you like with any certainty. That's the one it is. I don't know. I'm sorry. I oh. failed you both. I'm sorry, Kevin, <laughs> and I'm sorry, Stephen. I'll I'll find I'll find <clears throat> the statute and I'll send it. Thank in you. We'll follow and I'll tag up. Everybody, Kevin. So don't worry. Put a pin in it, and if she forgets, just remind her when you're listening. I will to get this. it for you. Get I'll it get you. it. I'm there, but there are a lot of very stupid ones that still exist. I'll oh, can't wait examples. to see what you come up with. <laughs> so thank you very I'll much. I'll send some Kevin. examples. Those are my favorite because they're stupid and. The best ones are probably something like, you know, legit and practical. Hell but yeah. I mean, they're probably there's there's like the worst laws. And also he didn't ask about that, I guess. But like, yeah, that's, that's probably good. <laughs> probably there's probably also really bad ones, which could also be my favorite, perhaps. Mm, well, I guess we'll find out. So. <laughs> we'll find out when I reply. I'll reply to both. I'll tag you and Kevin. Thank and you. You guys can. Fine. Hear, hear what it is. Y'all give me homework. That's fine. Everyone check out. Just search for that tweet in the thread. I'll put it in the thread. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much, Kevin, at Kevaclism for the great questions. And the next questions come to us from, oh, my friend of the show, Sweatpants Share at House underscore Feminist. It's Morgan. <laughs> put in the Morgan entrance music. And here are some questions from Morgan. Question number one. What will your platform be when you run for president 2024? <laughs> oh, okay. That is making some assumptions, some underlying assumptions. We already I, talked I, about it. You're going to click check all the boxes. Yeah, I I appreciate it. Morgan does tell me a lot that I need to run for office. You can um, do it. My daughter told me that I should be the president recently. That's already and then two very, votes. <laughs> very quickly followed up with because I yell a lot. <laughs> and what? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, so it was sort of not really a compliment. Uh, but Morgan didn't say it for those reasons. She's being very, very nice. I think all of the normal stuff, what you would expect, you know, people should have some dignity and they should have access to health care. We should probably not let the planet die. All of that normal stuff uh, that I think everybody should probably be agreeing on, uh, if not for the way things are presented and handled. Sounds similar uh, to one candidate who I know. 
Yeah. The the other thing that is not a typical platform that I would definitely be including is I would definitely do some weird stuff with time. Oh. Like the way we the way we deal with time is not right. Right. Like we we're we should mention today is daylight hours? savings. Yeah, oh, today is daylight saving time. And also, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> we shouldn't do that anymore. Right. And also, probably a 24-hour clock doesn't make any sense. Like, why are we doing that? I, I why do we have 12-hour days and then 24-hour periods? Like 12 hours and then another 12. I, I don't get it. So you're saying just understand. change everything to so like 100-minute hours 100 hours a day no that's too many 10 hours maybe <laughs> right like we just have super hours like 10 hours in a day we're just gonna go with metric time and we're not changing our clocks well some and days also, are light no and some days are dark zones. <laughs> no time zones at all like everybody's on the same time zone and some people just go to work from like Two to seven. I don't see any problems with this. This is going to work out great. <laughs> this is, is one of the lower. I, this is one of the things that was very low on your platform that no one even like checked it. And then when you get it, it was, when you get elected, yeah. you're like, all right, first thing we're doing is this time shit. Like, we're uh-oh. doing all the time shit right out of the gate. I'm going to hide it on like page six or seven of the website where nobody's going to get down that far. It's in like the policies. November 13th. And you're like, all right, time time change kicks in. Guess what, everybody? Fix your clocks. You're late. You're going to buy all new <laughs> Yeah, you got to get now. new clocks. <laughs> Everybody's got to buy new clocks. The people at Apple are going to be scrambling. They've got to change all their programming. Everything is going to get messed up. And it's going to be great. We're all <laughs> so, going to be better off for it. Well, you just got to win that pesky primary first. Yeah, that's the number one issue I have right now. <laughs> yeah. The times. The yep. time is just we need to do something about this. All right, so look for her in 2024. All right, second question coming in from Morgan is a sexy one. What are the dangers of getting horny online? (laughs) I mean, I think it's pretty dangerous. I think (laughs) it is probably one of the most dangerous states to be in online. Yeah, it is very dangerous. And yet so many. (laughs) Right underneath Angria online, as far as danger is concerned, you don't want to do it. Like, you just don't want to do it. And I respect if you do, the more power to you. I hope it works out. But like on the public TL, you're talking about yeah, being yeah. I think like publicly, outwardly <laughs> thirsty. Let's say uh, yeah, on no, the TL. No, that's not too good. That's not too good. I mean, I do have seen, and I don't know if everybody else has noticed this, but I have seen there's been a little bit of a shift where it is possible now because this did not used to be possible, but it it is possible now where you can like generally just be horny online without being like a creep. There are some people doing it. Right. It's um, like a, it's a fine edged wave that you have to ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there are people doing it though. And it's, it's a fairly new thing because there's a, it is really tricky. That's a tricky maneuver. I respect that. Well, these are the pioneers. <laughs> they are of pioneering Being it. outwardly uh, horny and not exiled or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're not being like, not blacklisted. The trick is not being like specifically horny, just being like generally all the time. Right. A little bit horny. So it's like, yeah, when you're when you're trying to beat a peanut allergy, just eat a little bit of a peanut every day. (laughs) Yeah. I guess. So if you're just always sending a slightly 
horny but mostly innocuous reply every right. single day it just like builds up your horny immunity on the tl <laughs> making you immune i don't know if that works i think it might be a compounding problem but oh, yeah. it's possible i don't know i've never tried it i don't um i've never it, it's also very different with friends so like or with people that you have a rapport with. Right. So you can you can cross or or toe some lines and hit some boundaries with people that you have an established relationship with. And I don't mean like relationship. <laughs> I mean like you just know them and you can kind of be silly or or straight up horny that like if everybody's cool with that that's fine yeah but just know that that one time when you dipped in <laughs> you were yeah. horny oh, yeah and everyone gets it yeah that's that's fine so that's but not a danger what are the dangers jess the dangers the dangers are crossing that the line crossing it with a friendship generally uh, and ruining yeah just a, generally being horny painting, with the wrong people tainting a friendship it's like well i mean that happens in you know it's been happening since the dawn of time where you know you go in and you lean you gotta lean in for that kiss sometime or whatever and uh in today's yeah. day and age sometimes leaning in for the kiss is sending a picture of your penis yeah, well, I right? prefer that that not happen. <laughs> that's um, that's the that's the same one to one. That's basically the same thing. Yeah, the you do not. It's not. It's, I mean, it maybe it makes things weird. I guess you do get a little bit more shot at redemption. I think in in on online space as far as I mean, obviously if you're straight up a creep, then no. But if you just like kind of misread things, yeah, um, then you do get a chance to kind of walk it back a little bit. But yeah, the dangers are being a little too horny with the wrong person so i think if you're going to get horny online you got to just choose wisely right you got to pick your pick your spot and you got to the your the vibes you're picking up it's the Mm -hmm, same as mm -hmm. the leaning in for a kiss right like you got to be picking up some there has to be some signs you have to you got to read the signs got to be a checklist and you have to hit certain checks and you're like all right like flirtatious eye contact check or like nice conversations in the dm okay check (laughs) Like, seems like she's, oh, she brushed her hair behind the ear. Okay. Yeah. Got you got to do, Check. like, the whole rom-com, it, it, is she feeling it or not, yeah. assessment. And then, and also, you know, there's a chance, there's a really good chance, not to be a spoil sport, but there's, most of the people online are garbage. <laughs> So, like, shout out to the listeners. (laughs) Like, all of you are obviously fantastic. No, everyone listening is the best. You know, some of those other people that I'm talking about, like, they're not great. We all know someone. (laughs) There's people out there that you just wouldn't want to. You maybe when you were online and you're feeling a little horny, you thought this is something that might be a good idea, and then once that passes, you're like, oh no, maybe not. Yes. So that's the danger. That's the danger that I think is is a concern that, that everybody post horny regret. What did you do on the TL? Yeah, what you don't want to. You, you got to be able to take it back. You know, who did you reply to? There's a thread. Oof, got to be careful. You sent gifts. Oh no! <laughs> All right, and the final question from Morgan is: Would you rather live in a bounce house or a tree house? Oh, sorry, a bouncy castle. I mean, it's obviously a castle, right? It's Bouncy house, yeah. bouncy castle, or a tree house. A bouncy castle. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh wait, you disagree? It's yeah, that's not feasible. Tree house people actually live in bouncy house. None of it is feasible. Tree houses. You could Google that. like right now tree house and see some really cool stuff where you would be like, oh, of course I would live there. 
Yes, I would for okay. sure live there. You can't Google bouncy castle like real house. And well, that's it, just that's because we haven't gotten the technology there yet. I mean, we don't. But think about the day to day life, Jess. Think about the day to day life. Issue. If I wanted to live in a bouncy castle, I would get some running water in there. Your thighs would be <laughs> tree trunks. <laughs> I would be bouncing 24 hours a day. Yeah, I'd be bouncing my way in and out of my house. I mean, I think that it would just be a mood lifter. Whereas if I'm living in the trees with like the birds and the squirrels, I don't think that I, that would be my, my most authentic self. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't think that that is the the place for me. I'm not a big nature person. Right, okay. So living like in the wilderness, which is what it would have to be. Even the nicest treehouse is still in a tree. Yeah, you're still up there. The birds are are indeed up there, yes. Yeah, I think that's probably something that I would not enjoy. Hmm. So – I would prefer to be on the ground. I, I don't have like a heights thing. I just don't think I would want to okay. live with all the animals. It's more of a, an animals thing. Yeah, and especially because those are those are the sneakiest animals. I distrust them. <laughs> yeah, the tree and animals. They, yeah, the tree animals, the treetop animals. I really don't trust them. I'm not sure what they're up to, but I don't trust it. The birds, I don't like it. And the squirrels are definitely, I mean, they're like insane. Who knows what yes, they're doing? That's true. Yeah. We got those up here and they are a wild bunch. They're nuts. I mean, I, that was not supposed to be a pun. They're we, really, truly <laughs> insane. <laughs> you did it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Morgan, for those great questions. You got to check her out at house underscore feminist and check out her, uh, how horny she is on the TL. Oh, yeah. She's got her indicator. There's a that's horniness the indicator. We'll right. Timeout PSA. It is a nice idea to go ahead and put a little indicator in your handle on Twitter so everybody knows what your current horniness status is and that is just nice to know it's nice to know when you're getting having a conversation with somebody that you don't know where do we stand here like how how concerned should I be about our varying statuses exactly yes it is a it is a good point Twitter should build that into the API but Mm -hmm. until that happens you can just use the emojis um, that house underscore feminist has provided for you for this purpose It's perfect. It's a flawless system. Flawless system. And thank you, Morgan. Uh, One of the best. Thanks for the questions. Well, we continue the questions from one of the greatest question askers of this podcast's history. And I'm talking about Timmy at the Timmy Toes. Friend of the show. You got to go listen to his episode and fast forward all the way to the end and listen to the burrito song. Mm -hmm. Might you add? And... He says, Jess, first of all, hello, and might I also add, hello. One, are you brand loyal for anything? Okay, are we going to pause and do it? Or yeah, we we'll pause it. Okay, we'll I pause. think they're okay. separate. Okay, good. Um, yes, I am. I am. Uh, I am. Okay, moving on. To, we don't need to. No, no, no. <laughs> we do need to. I was trying to think of how many. It's probably not all that many things. So I'm trying to think of the things that I'm definitely brand loyal for. I'm definitely brand loyal for toilet paper. Um, I only buy Charmin toilet paper. And you're currently okay with toilet paper? Because that's a part of the crisis. Part of the world crisis uh, is that there's a toilet paper shortage. Dun-dun-boom. Yeah, that's insane, right? Like, it's only two weeks. What are you guys doing? Like, how? why do you need some Those doomsday paper? preppers <laughs> cleared the shelves. for your well-being if you think two weeks in quarantine means you need 75,000 rolls of paper to- toilet paper. Like, you need to do something about that. That's a bigger concern. No, I have a normal amount of toilet paper, and I think I'll be all right. Okay. Um, I only buy 
Charmin. I did I did recently start buying another like I think it's Cottonelle. I'm not sure for the kids' bathroom because they go through toilet paper like crazy and they don't they're really not care. As picker. They're not as picky. <laughs> they're not as picky. They don't really care. They use the toilet paper at school and they're at school and it's like basically like Oh, just, that's it, sandpaper or whatever. Yeah. So coming yeah, home to anything terrible. above but yeah, like actual full scat paper or whatever you're using at school. That would be an upgrade, yeah. yeah. So they're like fine with it. So I get them the cheaper stuff because they just go through it a lot. My son just got potty trained, so he's does not understand the quantity of toilet paper <laughs> that you're supposed to use. So he grows through it a lot. I'm constantly changing toilet paper in their bathroom. So that they get the cheaper stuff. It's still not like the cheapest stuff. I still think that it's like that's one thing in your life. It's not that big of a price difference. Don't buy the very cheapest stuff unless you have to. I mean, obviously – you know, you got to have toilet paper and sometimes you got to buy the cheap stuff. But if you can make it work, splurge for the good stuff. Um, I use the Charmin. The, the other the thing things. I'm brand loyal for, let's see. Um, what about Q-tips? <laughs> okay. I Do they, is there other kind? Yeah, I guess there are. Yeah. Like, like, there dollar are, store kind, yeah, right? I only bought them one time and they were terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. It's got like the and blue center instead of the normal white center. They're, like, what they're are just you? like weird. They just like. They're way too compressed, like hard yeah. on the end. Yeah. I don't know what the point of them you is. You want some give with that cotton. Yeah. You're going to put it in your ears. I know you're not supposed to, but that's what you're, <laughs> everybody's doing with it. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't want it to be like hard and it, that's not, nobody wants that. Not so great. I did buy those one time. They were terrible and I ended up actually getting rid of, like I couldn't even use them. I was like, these are completely useless to me and buy going back and buying Q-tips. So that's another thing that I'm like, never again. Another thing is probably like condiments. Uh, like ketchup <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> or like, like barbecue sauce and stuff. Like I generally will um, just stick with like one or two name brand. Yeah. Like the ketchup, the mayonnaise, the mustard, like all of those kind of things. I tend to not get go off of the normal what you would expect, like the Heinz ketchup. Heinz the, ketchup, Hellman's or Hellman's mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Yeah, you just want to stick with like the recognizable French's brand. mustard and yeah. – Polsky or Gorky pickles. Wait, what are the, <laughs> yeah. um, what's your barbecue sauce? I bet people are the wondering. Vlasic, Vlasic is the pickle, isn't it? Like, Vlasic, isn't classic okay. Pickle? Vlasic is the classic, right? I think that's their slogan. Barbecue sauce. Uh, I like um, Sweet Baby Ray's. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a, like a, that's like a fancy that's one. Like a, I think it's a, well, it's a U.S. thing for sure, but it is a, yeah, it's a fancier one. It's like a, okay. no, it's well, a known, uh, I guess I'm a little fancy. Like, I know of it, but I can't, I would not be able to buy it. Could go to okay. my store. Again. Okay. I don't even know. I didn't even know if it was like a regional thing or if it was in, in, like a nationally yeah, distributed. Just like a general, that's like a nice sweet rib sauce or whatever. Yeah. It's like a rib sauce. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I don't make a lot of barbecue, but when I do, sure. that's. What about coffee? Yeah. Um, coffee? Shout out to the coffee crew. I am not very loyal to coffee. I'm Uh-oh. really. Um, Could be anything. No, I will not drink anything. I'm kind of picky, but I'm not brand loyal. So I, there's some local places that I will buy beans from when I can. It's really kind of expensive, but you know, every once in a while, you want a nice little treat, so you get the nice expensive beans. Mm. Otherwise, I just stick with something uh, like a medium roast whole bean. Still getting not those the whole shelf. beans though. That's pretty good. I always get whole beans. I don't buy ground coffee, with pretty rare exceptions. I don't like it. It always it's tastes just a way better, like the f- stale. fresh, like that. You can taste yeah. how stale it is because you're a fresh bean. Household. Yeah, it just does have like a stale taste to it. 
Um, With the exception of if you buy like, if you like and will drink like a flavored one, like a French vanilla or a hazelnut or something, Uh I really can't tell the difference once it's that kind of got that flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's just regular coffee, you're going to just have it with cream or drink it black. Um, Yeah, I can tell the difference between an already ground store coffee and like uh, one you grind yourself. So I I grind my own beans. Grind those beans. But I'm not brand loyal on that stuff. No, not brand loyal. So that was only that was my tangent. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Not 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 Timmy's question. No. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I, I don't think, think that's good. Yeah. So. I, I, yeah, that's good. So next, number two from Timmy. What is a mundane, everyday thing you do, but secretly hope your kids will associate with you and always think of you when they do it in the future? I don't know. I was thinking about this. I thought it was a really good question. And it's kind of a sweet thing. to. I, I guess I don't really think about, I don't like thinking about, like, my kids getting getting older <laughs> that sounds kind of sad like i don't i don't know i just don't really every every day seems kind of long and you just kind of want to try to appreciate them being little in the moments that you can because a lot of it's really hard right. and it's nice to be able to just enjoy them being kids so i don't think about it that often but when i got the question when i saw the question i was thinking about it and i don't know i i think that i do i sing a lot Okay. Uh, no, not well or anything. I just, I like to yeah. sing. And I sing through, like, I make up stuff as yeah. I'm doing it. I, and my mom used to do that. And my mom used to do it for things that I needed to memorize oh, for, nice. like, school. And she'd come up with, like, little songs to help me remember things. And it was always a lot easier for me to remember things than song. Yeah. Um, so that's something I remember of from my childhood. And I sing that kind of silly stuff. And not really for, like, perp- they're, they're not really at the age where they have to, like, memorize periodic tables or anything. But I just sing through stuff. And I think it's still kind of catchy. My seven-year-old, I was doing it actually earlier tonight. I was just making up something. And she's like, did you make that up? You're just making it up as you go? <laughs> she just glued like, into yeah. this. So I think she was actually a little impressed because it like rhymed. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Fit. When you nail it, it yeah, that's, that's great. Which most of the time I don't. Most of the time because I'm just like making it up, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense or doesn't rhyme or both. Yeah, I just think it's fun. So hopefully, I mean, that's I think great. That they yeah, pass it on. Hear it, and I hope that they will. I remember that from my childhood, so it would be nice if they had sort of fun memories of that. Yeah, that's a great one. Thank you, Timmy, for the great questions, and you got to go check out that episode in the burrito song. All right, next questions come to us from friend of the show, Tom, at Yucky Tom. Come in and say, the way over there, way this guy. All right, number one, a while back when I was in your area and you said I could come over and eat pasta with your family, it didn't work out, but what kind of pasta would you make us? Okay, so I did make pasta. He did not come. <laughs> right. But I did make pasta. I don't remember what I made. So I'm going to – that's a more specific question than what I'm going to answer because I don't remember. But I would – I enjoy making pasta, and Tom's a good – He's got pasta in his – he's got pasta in his name. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spaghetti boy. I, I don't know if you would like my pasta or not. I am, I am actually of Italian heritage. My dad is half Italian. My grandparents were 100% Italian. They their parents immigrated from Italy, so I actually do. So you have got it. Like 
Italian. You've been in speaking my with your hands this whole like time, or just one hand this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I actually gesture a lot. I gesture <laughs> like an Italian. I like making pasta. I like making fresh pasta. I have a uh, a KitchenAid stand mixer, and I have the pasta roller attachment, so it'll roll the pasta dough. Ooh, fancy! And cut the pasta dough, and yeah, it's a it's a really cool. I mean, if it's a nice thing if you guys if you like making and fresh pasta is so super easy to make and it's yeah. very cheap, simple and it's easy, but it's uh, people are daunted by it because they don't have like the the machine. Yeah, and, and you can get like a hand crank one from like TJ Maxx or oh, whatever yeah, yeah. for for like fifteen ninety nine. I mean, they're not it's not that expensive. I do like having the automatic one; it's a lot easier on your arms, but you can certainly crank out fresh pasta without that so yeah and then i like to just roll it out and then i just use like a pizza cutter and just cut it into strips like tagliatelle i mean it's just kind of like a fat flat noodle yeah um and yeah i take like two seconds to cook and then i toss it in sauce i do like making sauce i don't like buying oh sauce. yeah i like to let it cook i mean a recent thing that i started which is like my quick sauce quote unquote uh is i will put all of the stuff so like tomatoes and garlic and anchovy paste and salt and pepper and butter into like a sheet pan um so like a big wide roasting pan in the oven and let everything kind of roast together and then puree it all up um which is kind of the easy sort of cheating it's not a stovetop all day simmering sauce but it is really good gets the same effect yeah, it's. I mean, it's not exactly. I, I. It's not exactly the same as like a bolognese or right. something. But it is very nice, mm-hmm. and it will definitely do the job. So probably something like that for Tom if he would like to come have some pasta oh, next Tom, time he's in town. He's always he's go. always welcome at my table, and you guys can come over. I'll hey. make you a pasta. All right, and second question from Tom. I'm aware you're a very powerful wizard. Which magic are you strongest in? Hmm. Probably curses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, that, that's what comes to mind. Yeah, that's most of the things that I do in my life, I do out of spite. So Yeah, this is more of like a, the craft thing where the only time you guys are doing really powerful spells is <laughs> to get back at yeah, someone. Yeah, it's generally out of spite. Yeah. So that's probably where it would be. Hey, all right. Well, thanks, Tom, for those great questions at Yucky Tom on Twitter. You can check him out and check out his episode and hear his cool voice. Yeah, do it. Do it. And the next question comes to us from all the way from Finland. And it is Malt. It is at Malt underscore Skull. And he just got a dog. He got a puppy dog. So shout out to the very good girl. Very good. New pup. And the question is, what should I name a girl dog. I have always wanted, and I have two dogs, and I've always wanted, I, I don't want any more dogs. I don't want any more animals in my house. But if I got another dog, I would name it Waffles, regardless of gender. Waffles. <laughs> I just pretty think fun it's name. hilarious. I just think it's really funny to name a pet a food that means nothing it's not like when you name a pig ham. Hmm. Like the dog has got nothing to do with waffles. And the fact that it's plural. Yes. <laughs> wa- the, the plural just, is great. Waffle would I, be, seem weird like there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Waffles is very funny. Although I think Garth and Kelly, noted Twitter users, have a dog named Pancake. Oh, my goodness. So I've seen their dog. I've seen. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, that's my dog's name pan- is Pancake. Pancake. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Big flapjack of a dog. Breakfast, <laughs> breakfast foods are the new trend Very for dog, dog names. Yeah, you didn't even know, and you're jumping on the trend. 
So yeah. waffles, malt, eh, good work. What's the good word work. for what's the word for waffles in Finnish? I do not know. I do not speak Finnish, but I'm sure that we could find out. It is volvelit. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Sorry, it's volvelit. Volvelit. That's a pretty nice go. name. That's nice. Hey, volvelit. Quit crapping in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Mal Ma sounds like. <laughs> I think I carried over the accent from Tom's question. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, so thank you very much, Malt, and shout out to the pupper. And the next question comes to us from a Coffee Clutch original friend of the show, one of the best, at the Todd Williams, Todd Poppy Carlos. It's a mouthful. Wow, this is too much excitement, he says. Number one, what is your advice to future queens who are up and coming? On the internet. Mm, man, I don't know. I don't know what to tell people anymore. The whole thing is insane. And I trust that the young folks have got it. Like, we have, we didn't pass any sort of batons to them. They just came in and just started doing what they're going to do. And they're doing fine. Yeah, they had their they, own batons. They're all yeah, they came sparkling fully and stuff. equipped with their own batons. And I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm proud of them. You know, they've got their own. I don't know that Twitter. I mean, we do have some younger folks on Twitter as well. But I don't know that it's for the primary platform they're using. I think they're mostly on uh, like Instagram, TikTok. Mm -hmm. Uh, Snapchat. So I mean, TikTok. I think other uh oh, bam, Secret word of the day. Uh -oh. Who's on TikTok? I've been watching TikTok videos at an unsustainable pace. It is uh -oh. horrifyingly addictive, and I hate it yeah. so much. And yeah. I cannot stop watching. All I know all the songs, and I almost I know. know all the dances. And I'm very curious to see if I could actually do the dances for just like having seen them so much. But it is truly an insane like tangent on. The pivot to video like how how did it become that like how is it that is just like dancing for 45 seconds lip syncing <laughs> to the I same song as every single person on the platform how is that what everyone wants to see it's insane because it is basically the same thing over and over again and yet i will sit and, and that's watch. what hooks you though it's like the forever the science behind it is like when you hear the same song over and over and over again you you end up liking it <laughs> I guess so. And I, I had heard that it really has a dramatic impact. So like if a, an artist has a song kind of like go viral, I don't even know if that's what they say on yeah. TikTok, but yeah, it like becomes really popular on TikTok. They will have like a huge skyrocket on like Spotify and Apple Music. So And on like real, the billboard charts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like a real noticeable thing that is a huge deal. So people are putting artists are putting, you know, references to TikTok in their songs and trying you to gotta have a good drop <laughs> yeah it's really crazy you gotta have a good drop so yeah i guess the advice is get on tiktok and figure I it out i don't know <laughs> if that's a good idea i've said before like i thank goodness I, one thing that has happened is that we are living in like a time in a, this world where it used to be if you did something stupid on the internet it ruined your life and we are not there anymore because everybody's done so many stupid things on the internet. So I think that that's, we're living in an age where you really can't, I mean, you could, but as long as you're just being like a normal teenager amount of stupid online, it's going to be fine. So I, 
have said before, like the kids are all going to ruin their lives with all this technology because it's just everywhere all the time. And they're constantly posting everything on social media. And you're dumb. You're so yes, stupid. So stupid. At, <laughs> you don't I mean, know what you're doing. You're you, so dumb. Like if you like knew 19. that people were like if we people like back in the day, like when I was growing up, if we were dancing like in my room or whatever, like I would be horrified if anyone saw. Yes. Now they're like, this is the goal for to see for everyone to see me dancing in my room, like in my pajamas like in my hoodie or whatever like not even not even really nailing it (laughs) no and I think that it's probably good that it's kind of relieving some of the pressure of it maybe it really makes it Um, not precious they're not really precious about the content that they're putting out no but that's I mean that's fine I guess it's just a whole different world it's a whole different kind of lifestyle than I have ever had or have any experience with so I would not presume to tell them how to do any of it but you know just just knowing that it's it's all of your stuff is out there in the world (laughs) yeah um and it's always going to be and it's never going to go away and I think that 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 kind of I think they everybody knows that all the teenagers and the young adults I think they know that and it's just become like oh well it's just different it's like everybody it's the same with everybody like yeah everyone's dumb dances are out there so who cares yeah and I mean great more power to them and I think that it's I trust teenagers I'm terrified of them but I think that they're the heads are in the right place for the most part. I mean, I think they're certainly more aware of what's going on in the world than I was at that age. I mean, the, that's another thing that the internet has done for them. Um, you know, they've, they're connected and kind of coalesced and their voices are being heard much, much more than ever in history. So I think that that's something that's interesting to see and, and exciting to see because they're a huge part of our country and I think in our, in our world. So yeah, I think having it's great them, having them though, get yes, the voice. They're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they're I, they're stupid in the way that no, like, like every teenager is they're stupid. All, yeah. They're just doing things impulsively, but they have real legitimate yes. uh, life experiences that are worth. They are just generally ignored. Yes. So not ignoring them. I think teenagers are stupid, but a teenager is like his own <laughs> their own unique experience yeah. and valuable and their own voice and like a real person and stuff like that. But then. Just teenagers in general are dumb. Like teenagers, you're dumb, but like you as a teenager, you're great. You're you're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Teenager just and the more teenagers and I think that other thing is that they're just not taking themselves all that seriously, which is good. I mean, they're taking the right things seriously. They're taking things seriously like safety and the climate and they're not taking stupid dances on the internet all that seriously so i think some of them are (laughs) well that's true i i guess but they're certainly not feeling ashamed yeah that's true so yeah i don't i i hope that they come online on twitter or on whatever sort of platforms that they want and that they have a nice time and that they enjoy themselves and that they try to make good behave you better behave teens on the internet yeah, be good. <laughs> okay. Question number two from Todd. Oh, do you have any particular opinions on toilet paper and toilet paper manufacturers? Yes, of Love course. this coming up again. Of course I do. I've already mentioned toilet paper on this very podcast. <laughs> I've, uh, I have very specific opinions. I only buy Charmin, but I think what he's referring to is the fact that I am always upset because I don't understand... There's no sort of metric or regulation on how toilet paper rolls are sized. And there's like, obviously, there's like a width 
for toilet paper holders, but they're getting them too fat. They're too big around. Yes. They don't fit on the rollers. It's an issue. And so they keep making them bigger and bigger, and they're selling us like one roll equals seven rolls or whatever. It doesn't equal seven rolls. It's one roll. I'm not buying that you put seven rolls of toilet paper on this single roll. That seems made up, first of all. And second of all, it doesn't spin. It's so obnoxious, and you can't even buy. Yeah. You can't even buy the normal ones anymore. Oh, that's ridiculous. I can't even find them in the store. You have to go to like a Costco or a Sam's Club and get like the enormous packs before you can get like normal sized rolls of toilet paper. Everything else is like the mega super family roll. They're too big. They don't fit on the roller. And then you just get like the one square at a time. Rips. Yes. No. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. super frustrating. Yeah. Or but you, I was like, complaining scooch, about this. You scooch it. So you don't like yeah. pull the roll. You scooch the whole roll around until mm-hmm. you get enough and then you rip it off. <laughs> yes, but then the problem is when you scooch it, you've loosened up the structure of the roll. So it's still getting like fatter and fatter. When you scooch it around, Ruins it's like the structural integrity. The, yes, it's like loosening the, the it was wrapped like tightly and now it's not. I am telling you, we I need got to a get it. We need on. to I wish we had have just been a bidet society. <laughs> God, I might be, so be looking better. into getting the that bidet attachment. It would be so much better. Get out the toilet the, paper game. Toilet paper is horrible. And I complained about this on the timeline not that long ago. <laughs> and Bat Karen, shout out at Bat Karen. Shout out. Uh, did her, she really changed the whole game for me because she was like, maybe we're just not making the alcoves deep enough. Like we just need mm. to change toilet paper holders. It's true. To yeah. be deeper. Yeah. And we're just not there as a society yet. But if we could be, that would be really helpful. Yeah, because so like obviously in houses, people... <laughs> in houses that are being built now, like 2020 yeah. new builds, they are coming there. They got those deep, deep <laughs> toilet paper space for a toilet paper. Yeah. And if you have just like one of the the ones you mount on the wall, probably even do it like a side mount, like in public toilets, how it's mounted Mm -hmm. like sideways, Mm -hmm. like that would work. But then they're always flopping off onto the ground. Oh yeah, it would be awful. But it's that's maybe that's the way of the future. Maybe I don't know. I'm I get frustrated obviously with the whole thing, but a bidet would solve all the problems. Just a little chilly. And we should probably just have one of those. Yep, I'm thinking about it. I, they sell them. You can yeah. get them. Tushy. They're just re- really expensive. 60 bucks on Amazon or whatever. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, I'll look into it. Look into it. Yep. All right. And would you believe it, Jess? We've reached the final question. So thank you to everyone who has sent in questions um, for all the episodes. L, the, every question that has been sent in, such a great part of the show. Um, so thank you, everyone. And now we'll end this episode with Todd's signature question, which is, if you were a member of KISS, what would your makeup and deal thing be? I would do the exact same makeup as John Candy in the movie Spaceballs. Okay. Yeah. What was that character's name? <laughs> I don't know his name. He looks like a dog. <laughs> uh, it was Rolf something. Uh, barf. <laughs> Classic name. Perfect. I would do barf makeup. Barf. I would look like a dog. I mean, they've got a cat, which is hilarious to me because they went with like demon. Right. But I'm looking at the makeup right now and it's really only just like a one, it's like a white patch just over his one eye. It's like, that's it. That's the makeup. So 
it's okay so like a white patch over my eye i would probably do like the little whisker dots but not full whiskers like a cat yeah he has that he has like the nose yeah and like a nose yeah i could do like a puppy nose there you go that's what i would do and that would be my whole my whole deal would be the dog to the other (laughs) like oh yeah he's the he's the space balls guy yeah exactly like all right well jess i think we've done it we made it all the way to the end of the 69th episode. Nice. Episode nice. 69. And Jess, I should mention that we, uh, my wife and I are having a baby, so might take a bit of a hiatus. How long a hiatus are we talking? I don't know. Maybe a couple months during the summer, right? Get some yeah. good, good time in and then, yeah, come back strong as ever. New episodes in the fall <laughs> of 2020 and then ramp up to election. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, big I'm coverage, so live coverage guys. of the election, right? We'll have a live Friends sure, of the Show election exciting. coverage from Swing State, Florida with Jess on the ground. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. You're, what are you going to be doing? Any Oof. kind of mental state for that. Are you going to be like already pre PTSD, like in your bed, just like, don't tell me, or going to be like watching nail biting till the end? Knowing myself, I will try not to pay any attention to it. Because it, we won't know anything, and then I will still pay attention to it and get really stressed out. That's probably what will happen, but not for a while. We got some time. I got, we got some to time to stress about before then, and so do you. You're going to be Ugh, so busy, right? Yes, yeah, so lots of things to stress about over here. We just finished the nursery. We just locked in the car seat into the car. Uh, oh my gosh, you got the car seat. The car seat that was a huge one for so long. Like, which car seat are we getting? And then getting it installed or whatever. But the car seat was very easy. It was the Mesa from Up a Baby, in case you're wondering, uh, and it, it worked great. Yeah, so getting very nervous because <laughs> it is. Do you a, have the one that uh, you can put on like a stroller and in the car? Yep. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's so, the way to do it. Yeah, that's right. And we, so we've just ordered the stroller component to that this week, too. And that was like the last big thing um, on our lists other than, I guess, have the baby. So Yeah, that's a big one. That's big a big one. List, have the baby. That is a huge one. And it is coming up very soon. Uh, so thank you, listeners. I know you're all very excited. It is a baby girl. And I will let you all know how it goes. But, um, yeah, I'm taking a pause on the podcasts for just a moment while I, yeah, while we have a baby uh, and raise it up just a little bit so we can enjoy the pods. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to put a headphone. Did you ever put the podcast headphones on your wife's belly? That's a great idea. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a great idea. So then they can come out already caught up. I'll get yes. them to binge the uh, all the series while it's still up. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. You got a captive audience. Yeah, you're not going anywhere, baby. You got to listen. Not yet. And then all of a sudden the baby will be like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get born. Yeah. I mean, I get that's what we want, right? That's the goal. Yeah. Like, get out of yeah, there. Yeah, of course. So uh, if we're having issues during the labor, I'll just pop on an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shook him out ready to listen. Just get out. Got to meet yeah. this host. Well, I hope it goes smoothly. I'm sure that it will. And you guys are going to be having a lot of fun. Thank you. Yes, we're excited for it. And uh, I'll be <laughs> asking for all your advice or whatever advice you're willing to give. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll begin this journey. Well, I don't know anything, but I will do my best. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys are going to be great parents, and I'm so excited for you guys. We're all excited, and it's happening in a few weeks, a few short weeks, so uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah, you have to let us know. Let us know when the the new baby drops. Let everyone know, and hopefully this episode will be coming out pretty soon so everyone can hear uh, that great news. And I guess we've done it, Jess. We've done another episode. 
you were the first guest. You're also the guest on episode 69. So this very is the nice. nicest one. The nicest episode. So I guess all that's left is for us to say our goodbyes as I play the podcast theme. So thanks, Jess. Thanks again for always. Uh, everyone go check her out at Jess OK Fine. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, Thank listeners. You. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this very super long episode. I'm sorry it was so long. I was talking too much. It's the best. Thanks, Jess. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Jess. So very funny uh, and so great. You should be following at Jess OK Fine for great jokes and general greatness. While on hiatus, you can check out all the past episodes. Just visit www.stevenwskinner.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Casthole. Please leave a rating and review. Follow at FOTSPod on Twitter to find the latest episodes and when we're going to be back and when to send questions to be asked on the show. And go ahead and follow me at SkinnerSteven on Twitter. Please retweet for awareness. Thank you to Ruby Coast for the music. Thank you to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Couldn't do it without you. I am Stephen W. Skinner. Have a great one.